GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. to our daily gun show come to you live every weeknight at midnight eastern and we talk about guns for an hour and wake up puppies for no reason so uh we're a little bit late starting the show and you all know why so uh to the people that are showing up for the live portion of this thank you for being patient with you know what and uh we wait until that thing is over and then we start this one up but you know what? Our goal for this show is to go live at midnight so that we don't have to normally, we don't have to deal with any other people's uh, time slots. And we can go live long format, like an Art Bell show back in the day, a la Art Bell, you could say. That would be our goal. So we have a scroll going at the bottom of the screen that says our Patreons. Make it possible for us to spend time on projects like these. Thank you. So we start the show off with about five or six slides there to... Uh, show the different people that are supporting our projects by subscription. Most of them are buying us a cup of coffee each month, three bucks, five bucks. And then some of them are buying us lunch, 10 bucks, 25 bucks. All of that adds up thanks to those folks. And that allows us to spend time on projects on the internet, on social platforms, and in real life. We build things, we create things, we try to do everything we do live in workshops try to make things collaborative and participatory so that people build skills and community. So we really appreciate the ability to do that over the last however long it's been, and we'll continue to do it as long as we're able to, right? So uh, I do this live every weeknight at midnight, and we do it live. We do value the interactive nature of the internet. So we've been doing live literally since the Thursday live was dropped on my channel on YouTube in 2010, I think. It must have been 11, I guess. So sometime on a Thursday in 2011, we had been using a thing called QIX to go live. At least that was, there was about three options and QIX was the best one because it would allow us to have a free account, go live, and I think it was up to like 10 minutes at a time. And then it would stay in a, in a queue on our stream or whatever, like on our page. It was kind of like, um, 
it was in a lot of ways it was like uh what was that old thing called myspace because you'd have like a, a little playlist of the last times you were live and the, you know it's the old internet so it could only handle so much server space and, and live bandwidth but dude let us go live and one of those shows i had some cups out there and i was throwing a golf ball against the cups like a bozo game and letting people have like a game show that was before youtube even went live so i was doing a game show and giving away a bunch of stuff swag that i got gotten at shot show and never enough ammo jumped into one of those. So um, those live shows were what we would have to do for a long time because that's the only way we could go live. And I think it also allowed us to hork. I could hork the live stream and then record it on my computer and then post that to YouTube. So I think that's what we were doing. And we were all experimenting with different software that would let us accomplish that. And then one Thursday, YouTube had this thing called Hangouts and it was on my control panel and I clicked on it and three buttons later I was live and somewhere out there you'll find the first live chat that we ever did and I started inviting people in and we started going live and pretty much been live every single day since then on different platforms actually we were live way before that but that was the time when I went live every single night pretty much so um you know obviously I'm normal so I missed a few nights in there but uh I value the live interactive nature of the internet you meet a lot of good people out there we're able to collaborate on a massive amount of projects over the years. We've created communities that have gone to a massive scale, really, at least scale that's quite large and quite proud of the fact that we've never exploited any of that or turned that into money-making engines or some sort of weird subscription services where uh, there's little value and just empty calories. So really do appreciate the people that let us do what we do. And I take the time at the beginning of these shows to bore the people who aren't interested in this. Honestly, I, I do this because there's a reason for this show, I'm not going for fame and fortune. Trust me, I know how to do that. I'm not interested in that. Instead, I'd rather get some stuff accomplished. And we've done that over the years. It's not in giant steps, like some kind of spaz jumping up three steps at a time, going up a flight of stairs. But realistically, we go up one step at a time, and every once in a while, we have to take a few steps back because that's how life works. Right now, I'm in that phase where I'm paying for some overreaching I did in prior years, but I'll get past this, and we'll get back on the road, and we'll be doing strides again. But uh, you know, realistically, we're working on this, and I do appreciate the people that are, are sticking with us for this and giving us the uh, um, the benefit of this early part of the show where I kind of bore people with this drawn out portion here. Like I say, I do this for a reason, a couple of reasons. One, to explain for people who maybe never showed up before. I guess there's some people like that, but really it's to bore the people who came here for news of the day, who want to feel better about their blah, 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 or their grip angle, who see that I'm a gun channel, I've done some gun reviews, and maybe I'll tell you about how your last purchase was such a great idea. I mean, it probably was. I don't really care one way or the other. I'm a capitalist. I'm just so bored. I'm so past that. I'd much rather talk about, let's be effective. You know, we're living in 2023. Well, I'm sorry, 2022, a few weeks left in 2022. And then we're going to have 2023, a time when they threw so much anti-gun stuff at us that it would be offensive. And well, it's offensive. That's the best word. It would be more offensive in an isolated environment, but because it was part of an onslaught of bullshit that everyone's just sick of, everyone's apathy is at a point that we haven't seen since the end of 2013, and this makes the apathy in 2013 look like a tiny bitch. 
this is the amount of apathy that we built every second matters to to avoid honestly this is the kind of apathy that makes me sit here and blab about this for eight minutes at the beginning of a show because that's what we need to champion and battle and again the people that think that that's battled with some kind of a cool meme or like a, a trending hashtag i mean maybe i'd love to be wrong but that ain't gonna how it's gonna go it's gonna go with some work it's gonna go with some cooperation it's going to go with a lot of communication understanding and then effort yay all the stuff that nobody wants to do but we can start digging into it now because i've hopefully scared away and poured away all the people that are looking for the the stuff that i'm not offering all right so uh let's say hey to the people that are joining us live we've got pat showing up welcome good evening roy also jumping in g23 epic live chat today thanks for that uh, for people that weren't paying attention, there was lots of annoyance stuff going on for that eight hours. And I didn't watch for the whole eight hours. I might have seen four hours patch marked here and there. I was out driving around doing some stuff, picking up some new products for the gear website store. Thank you very much. Those will be hitting the store as soon as I can get done with this show and start posting the pictures. Um, but uh, epic show. And uh, guess what I was saying is that the stuff that I did here makes me very optimistic. I'm not concerned at all. We live in a world of pendulum swings and cycles and people that are telling you that we're at the edge or that the string is about to break and it's all going to fall apart. Come on, man. Get past that. You got a lot of new people on board. So those songs are singing loud right now. You got to get past that and, uh, and focus on what's going on and listen into that eight hours or, you know, chunks of that eight hours. Um, Doing all right. Uh, there's Wesley. Then uh, G23 dropping a thumb. Appreciate that. Uh, people don't, I always say whatever thumb I am, not because I care about being first, but because I know that a lot of people ain't thinking about it. And the mechanism, the machine that we're using right now isn't magic. It's not like some emperor YouTube wiggles his fingers and energy comes out of his fingertips and YouTube is created. It's a shit ton of logic and it's a shit ton of code and it's a shit ton of proprietary uh, logarithms that interpret signals from the users. And that's us. So as we use the platform, switches are being flipped, if you want to think of it that way, or levels are being changed. And we adjust that. We influence that by what we do. So thumbing up a, a video that you appreciate is flipping a switch and the mechanism has no choice but to accept that that switch has been flipped. So because I think of it as a coder and a, a nerd, I like to just put that in there for the other humans that are watching the show. And then uh, for the human that's promoting the show or presenting the show or in the show, right? If they're watching the chat or a lot of times with the fancy stuff, you'll get their employee or whoever it is, their friend is watching the chat, but they'll see that and they'll go, oh, okay. At, you know, 20 minutes into the show, we got our first thumbs up. That That's some in, that's some insight that we didn't have otherwise. Because at the end of the show, you might know you got 14 thumbs up, but what's the distribution of that? Well, you don't know. Is it important to you, the viewer? No, of course not. But is it important to the person who's watching? Maybe. If they're paying attention to that stuff, it could be not just vitally important, but like really, really interesting. I'm not going to say it's like make it or break it, but it's super interesting for people that are interested in paying attention to how their channel works. It's just like if somebody came by and said, hey, your brake light's out. 
right? You didn't know that, but now you don't have to get a ticket because you can go fix that before you have to get a ticket, right? It's sort of the same thing as saying, hey, your brake light's out, except that we're saying, hey, I showed up 20 minutes into the show, and here's a little metric for you in case you need to know. And if they don't, they ignore it. It's that easy. But I just figured I'd let you know why I always say, like, 13th thumb, thanks for the show. I'm telling the other human being on the other end, somebody's out here that's a human that appreciates it. You're not just talking to the wall or the dead air or that foam electric uh, robot finger in front of you. You know, it really is. Or, uh, you know, and, and to give them that analytic. So thanks, G23, for giving me a chance to blab about all that. I see that people are joining as I'm making all these rants. So appreciate the people that are showing up to listen past all that filter, uh, that, that moat of babble that makes people go away if they're looking for trivial stuff. Jacob, I got your package. Actually, I got it right here. So what I'm going to do is just do a plain old, an old-fashioned open the box, except for there'll be two differences to this open the box that have never been done before. Well, maybe one of them has never been done before. And then the other thing has maybe been done before, but boom. First off, this little potato is really, look, boom, it's a transformer. Now it's a puppy, boom. But here's that package. You can have it opened with the knife that I had engraved in Tulsa with the Gun Websites logo on it. And you can see the camera in the Gun Websites logo. That's pretty tricky. Or some other knife, if you want to call some other knife. We'll open the package right here with the knife that Jacob recommends or suggests. But thanks, he spent five bucks on that, which is about a buck more than I'm spending. So what I do is I go through a company and then there's a lot of them out there. So I'm not, I don't get paid to tell you which company it is, but you'll know if I ever sent you anything, I think it says on there. So I'm not trying to hide it. I'm just not trying to promote anybody because I think there's a lot of companies like this, but they'll go to the post office and say, we'll buy a billion dollars worth of postage and then resell it. So they can sell the resold postage to me for like a buck cheaper than this. This will probably cost me like four and a half bucks where it costs you five and a half bucks, 535. So just FYI, if you are ever shipping anything in often, or let's say something suddenly comes up and you've got to ship 400 things, it may be worth going to one of these services. And thanks to friends in the industry, Alan Anchor, for hooking me up with this a long time ago. They've been saving me money for years. Um, but hooking up with a company that does that wholesale deal, you know, like when we do do the decks of cards or something, I might have to, you know, ship 400 decks of cards and that's 400 envelopes going out. So if I can save a buck on each envelope, right? So uh, just FYI. And you can turn those services on often and then turn them off when you're done. So even with the $30 service fee, if you've got to send like 100 items, then uh, you know, just a little tidbit while I'm waiting for Jacob to say what kind of knife he wants. So what Roy is asking, is that dog ever moved? Yeah, you can't see this dog's leg is shaking all over the place right now. He's having some kind of dream about getting his leg eaten or something. This leg's all over the place. Does it show up in the video? Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not mind tricking him. I'm not Jedi in his leg. He's had some weird leg tremor right now. Probably the reason somebody got rid of him. They were sick of this dog's weird leg movement. All right, well, we'll wait for Jacob, but uh, you can choose which knife we use. There's a selection of knives available. Otherwise, I guess I'll wait. 
No, that little, oh, you don't see this little clock. There's a little clock up here. I'm not poking the dog, I'm poking at this clock. There's a little clock up on my screen. Let's just show you what I'm talking about. There's this clock right here that I'm looking at. Now I'm pointing at it in two different ways. Once that gets to 17, if Jacob hasn't said nothing, we're just using this knife. That's how we're doing it. So Jacob sent, uh, we did a trade. So every once in a while we patch swap on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday afternoons we patch swap. And Jacob sent me some pictures and we made a patch swap. So it works out pretty good because I spent money to send it to him. Like I said, probably a buck less. And then he spent money sending it to me. Patches are swapped. Boom, 17, we're done. We're chopping it open. Here's the trick. Always poke and cut away from the puppy. It's much safer. Poke and cut away from the puppy. Safer. All right, let's see what we got in here. Bam. Got a tea sauce, 1993. Pretty cool. PPU, dig it. PPU, I've had this one before. And then these, PPU 1928. I haven't seen these before. And then this, a T-Sauce 1993. So, very cool. Thanks for the trade. And I that's all that's in there. Hold on. Hold on. Nope. There's also a keychain that says PPU. Right on. So, uh, I can cut that out potentially and make that a open the box Monday. Or a mail call Monday, I'm going to say. All right, so with that, I guess we're switching back over to Instagrams, but uh, checking in there with the folks who are joining us live and basically that down to Jacob. And then if I miss anything, come on, we gotta undo this. My cord's going bad. Um, this way, where's the puppy steals it? All right. So the dog does move occasionally. He gets up to poop and to eat. Okay, so Wesley is saying, if you reject jumping out of a plane, landing in the ground and parachute, what handgun would you carry with you and what ammo? I don't know, probably something in, I mean, it depends. If it's just for survival and stuff, 357 was fine for critters and stuff. If it was something where I had to do more than that, well then obviously, something more different than that um probably 45 acp for me maybe 40 kind of depends on what the situation is maybe 40 i might go 40. Uh, g23 is talking saying the eight hour plus live stream today almost got 700 views and 61 likes and what 80 70 something people while it was live pretty good turnout thanks for that does destroy his channel you know live shows like this don't do them like only do live shows if you just care like you can't do live shows if you care about your channel it'll kill your channel but he kind of already knew that all right so getting back over to instagrams on tuesday we talk about 2a we do it in the middle of the night because we want to own the time slot and go long format eventually so more patreons means longer time slots hopefully longer shows uh then uh Second, because we're doing it live so that we can have the interactive whatever going on on the uh, deal here. And then I guess I should also mention we go live every night with a different focus, a different topic, because, again, we're trying to accomplish some stuff with this show. Anybody can go live every day and just blab. 
our goal is to get some stuff done. We only got once, you know, so much time to leave something behind and a bunch of our issues are because we're all starting over all the time. And there's really not a lot of reason for that. It's not like there's a lot of proprietary stuff or anything. It's just that there's nobody written down a bunch of the stuff. Uh, nobody's, when, once people are familiar with things, we, we become a lot more efficient and better off. So the goal of this show is to just take some different directions and accomplish some stuff. So on Mondays, we attempt to uh, offer some um, insight and some direction and some uh, assistance and some uh, uh, coaching with uh, why you might want to be a Second, Amend Second Amendment activist, how to be a Second Amendment activist, what kind of Second Amendment activists there are out there. We do interviews when we can. On Tuesdays like this, we look at Second Amendment stuff, and this little puppy. On Wednesdays, we have some fun, look at guns in our society culture, we do the tactical quiz. And on Thursdays, travel, training, and then on Friday, the industry. And we take a look at what other people are talking about as far as what a folk, what's focused on Second Amendment issues. Uh, we try to offer every Friday a, a bullet point synopsis, I guess, summary of the week, uh, just to, to archive what's been happening uh, and to uh, keep people up to date who might have missed stuff that went on during the week. We don't pay attention to the frills or the trends we're taking a look, or the news of the day. We're taking a look at the, uh, the real work that's being done uh, so that you can be uh, cautiously optimistic, like, you know, optimistic through awareness and not optimistic through uh, being blind or pessimistic due to being manipulated by the information that's being fed. All right, with that in, uh, said, again, we'll uh, dig into tonight's thing, which is going to be digging into the Instagrams, which is not our Instagrams. Our Instagrams are fairly boring, but we're going to take a look at the other people that have been on Instagram doing stuff. I'll end up talking about it later, but there's one of the things you can do on Instagram is save other people's posts into your, I don't know what it's called, save folders or something. And I was trying to figure out where it all starts. I'm going to start here because I can't tell. So it says five days ago. I was trying to find the actual break. This says five days ago. I feel like we talked about the bullets last week. This says five days ago. And then we're looking for the sweet spot seven days ago. See, this doesn't make any sense though. Oh, maybe it does now that I'm thinking about it. Why am I thinking today's Sunday? That's why. It's because it's a Tuesday. Okay, so last Tuesday was the big auction. Okay, okay. This Tuesday, well, last Monday was the big auction with Pot of Gold. Last Tuesday was the kind of second day of the big auction days. So that was a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody again who, who uh, purchased stuff at the auctions. Then came the first actual post from this session or this week, and that's from Cape Gun Works over in Massachusetts. They've been doing a gun of the week, and they're doing a back and forth between like a fancy gun and a, like a more budget gun. So this one is some kind of budget gun, an STR-9 with some kind of optic. Everybody loves optics. Anyway, I think that's cool when shops are doing stuff that's uh, you know, getting people aware and taking a look at what's going on having fun with it. Uh, let's see. If you know shops that are doing interesting stuff, let me know. I'll talk about it. Let's see. Teresa Inneker is uh, one of the DC Project ladies in New Jersey, right? Systematic racism, a group of white women trying to disarm minorities by supporting a law written for the express purpose of disarming people in New Jersey's most 
racially diverse cities. Democrats, 1865 through 2022. And uh, so this is Teresa, well, this is Teresa um, reposting and kind of, well, I guess reposting some guy who's reposting Tony, who's reposting Moms Demand, who are, who are supporting that racist dude in New Jersey who was like, oh, you don't want them people to have guns. So, uh, right on. So, you know, when so you get offended by some kind of bullshit like that, and then nowadays we can actually hold their feet to the fire for it. And right on. So there's a bunch of, what's the word, like the consequence, like the, the chain from that. All right, so then we get Chocolate Weapons. They're a cool company. Back in the day, the Arizona Citizens Defense League uh, had a, I guess, a, the, the monthly, the annual meeting or party or whatever it is, the dinner. And is this better if I move this out of the way? Uh, they had their annual dinner. Did that adjust the audio at all? And uh, we won a chocolate Glock. I want to go look at it. I haven't looked at the chocolate Glock in a long time. Hey, puppy, you want to see what a chocolate Glock looks like? Let's see what the puppy thinks about it looking at a chocolate Glock. Uh, if New York Outcast is out there, you may need to uh, walk away from the screen. Maybe go grab a salad, and uh, we'll be back. We'll let you know. We'll yell at the camera. So this is my chocolate block. It's gross, so I'm not going to show you the box, which has been in the refrigerator for a long time. But inside of the box, in fairly decent shape for how old it is, is a chocolate block. You can't eat this. It's poison to you. Don't even think about eating it. It's poison to you. I've only taken it out for pictures before. And then, of course, to have a dog slobber all over it. But this is actually solid chocolate. It's not hollow. It's solid chocolate. And it's essentially a blue gun, except it is made out of, well, it's milk chocolate, but still. But it's a solid Glock 17. And you can put an optic on it. It's frequently perfectly good to go. There's one little cavity underneath the bottom of the trigger. Quit licking your chops, buddy. Listen, mister, this is deadly poison for you. Not only is it a gun, which we all know is the most violent of property, but it's also a Glock, which makes it the most deadly and powerful and stopping. Well, am I going to get a thing for holding up a chocolate Glock? Oh, no. Anyhow, a chocolate Glock I was mine in my business. Actually, I didn't win it. Somebody else won it, but I was like, oh, man. So uh, they didn't want it that bad. And I was like, oh, man, i got to have that for pictures. All right, I'm going to put it away so it doesn't melt. Be back. You can watch him. No, I just keep it in the refrigerator for pictures. All right. Yeah, the Glocks, the, the attorneys in Oregon did decide that that Glock is the best pistol. Well said. So anyway, I got that chocolate. Well, we got that chocolate Glock, and then now I have that chocolate Glock. Here's the problem. Turns out Glock has a real problem with chocolate Glocks. Who would have thought? So they're not allowed to make them anymore. But during the time that you could make them still, 
you know, how many chocolate Glocks I sold them or I helped them sell. I don't know, but it was probably a lot because I was a big YouTube channel back then. So anyhow, um, that company, before they had to stop doing it, let me flip around. From what I understand, I mean, I'm not talking for them. I really don't know, but I'm assuming because they don't make them anymore, that they're not allowed to make them anymore because they started making 1911s and something else. It's just sort of a red gun looking thing. It's just kind of a, a generic gun. Anyhow, so they started making some other things, including peanut butter filled milk chocolate 12 gauge shotgun shells. Yep. So they didn't tell me if they're new or not, but I have not heard of these things before. So let's go take a, an extra special look at a place called Chocolate Weapons. That's the 1911. There's the ammo. They make 50 BMGs. They make the 1911s. Here's the thing. They only make the chocolate during the winter, FYI. They don't make chocolate during the, um, during the summer. So here's one from December of 2021. So maybe they're not doing chocolate anymore, but they are doing these. So these are soap, though. Sorry, these were soap. But these are from November 15th. So yeah, these are solid soap. So you can get these in a bunch of different colors, but they do have chocolate. Um, here's another chocolate 1911. What is this one? Oh, this is probably taking some soap out of a mold. Interesting. That's kind of cool. I've never seen that one before. They also have the hand grenades. This is putting a bunch of stuff back into the chocolate to melt it again. Anyhow, so they have chocolate during the winter, and they have soaps all the time. And you can get uh, different ordnance, and then different, well, the 1911. And then now, which I believe is new, shotgun shells with peanut butter Sounds like a good idea to me. All right, so next up. And they didn't, we won that Glock and then they were just super cool. I think they did send me something, they called it like zombie poop and it was like some kind of gross candy. Um, and then they sent us some soap. And I think they might've sent us some bullets and we ate the bullets or I might've sent them to Mr. Knives. I really don't remember, but uh, it's not like they paid me for the ads. I just really appreciate that they make chocolate guns. I think that's super cool. And soap guns is pretty cool, too. So I keep plugging them. Uh, let's see. Next up is Goal, Massachusetts. Apparently, the government doesn't care that these are completely illegal in Massachusetts. So guess what? A gun buyback. Guns for gift cards. Make our community safer. December 17th. Uh, where? Looks like one, two, three, four, five, six different places. So give a gun, get a $100 gift card, anonymous drop-off, no questions asked. From 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's going to be at, uh, this is in Massachusetts. So East Boston, Dorchester, South Boston, Boston, Roslindle, and Dorchester. So, you know what I'm saying? Six different places are going to have gun buybacks with no questions asked crazy so this was posted by goal so of course the the comments are going to be pro gun or whatever 
Uh, but Dan says, and if one of these guns was used for a shooting or a home invasion, get out of jail free and a gift card, right? Exactly. The precision, somebody says, 3D printer, go brute, right? So in other words, start printing guns because they're going to give you $100 for each quote-unquote gun. Uh, who would even agree to that, says Lori. And then, oh, I guess there's way too many. Wait, so then... Somebody says, does $100 even buy a Nerf gun at this point? Well, I'll take $100. I don't know what you're talking about there, Connor. Then uh, Minden says, this is how they were able to take control of the civilians before World War II. Oh, really? So I guess that's how they took control of citizens before World War II. Anyway, it's a little bit of interesting commentary coming back from that post. So this is from SHOT Show. And... I thought this was interesting, so I'm going to play it. And this is probably, I probably should play this during the show when me and Clover do. We'll talk about that show in a second, but I'm going to, oh, I think this works. I'm going to refresh this page and then play it with the audio. Oh, man. Didn't work. You, my friends in the firearms industry, my name is Ann Baldwin, and I'm the president of Baldwin Media. And I am looking so forward to Shot University coming up as part of Shot Show in Las Vegas, January 17th through the 20th. But here's one you gotta really pay attention to, this date, January 19th. That's when I'm gonna be offering a session for all of you folks to figure out the best way to manage today's media. So please go to the website right now, shotshow.org, for all the information you need and to sign up for my session, Understanding Traditional Media, tools you need to protect yourself tools you need to protect yourself. So it says, are you looking to better understand how media and public relations games played? Media industry veteran Ann Baldwin will share solid strategies for participants to take them to, to take with them to better enhance their image as well as their reputation. Doesn't matter what business it is. If you're in the firearms industry, you're a media target. This SHOT University session will take a look at the real issues facing ranges, retailers, and manufacturers. We can all anticipate what happens if we make news headlines, but are you prepared for that? Like I say, I'm probably going to chat with Clover about this one specifically, but what do you think of that? Is that legit? Is that something that our gun shops, the target, or are they failing at public relations? It's interesting. So curious. So I have to jump back in. So here's the deal. I'm going back into my Instagram. This is what other people are posting if I scroll. So let's talk about this real quick. I'm probably, well, I'm just gonna click on this little heart. That means I liked it. And it shows, you know, so it goes from three to four likes right here. Even though you're clicking the love thing, it only likes, but whatever. So now whoever wants to can see who liked it. They can go, oh, look at the different people who liked it already that'll grow and then other people can sort through there. So every time you like something, everybody in the world can come by and go, oh, look at the people who liked this. So you're not anonymously liking nothing anywhere. And on Instagram, you're definitely not anonymously liking anything. It's not just to be annoying. It's so that you can go, wow, this post here, ugh, about, how about... Come on, give me a post. Give me a post I can see this. Let's say this post really gets to me. So 
I'm going to like, this post gets to me so much that I'm going to like everybody who likes it. So you can go in here and go, this is probably a friend of mine. I'm going to like this guy. I'm going to like her. This is going to be a good friend. Oh man, this person, I like this person. Because in real life, you're not going to go to some dumb video about nine millimeter. You're going to go to some real video about something important. And you're going to find, find like five, you're going to find like five people who liked it. And now you can click on that and go, oh shit. I didn't realize so-and-so was so cool because they also like this obscure video that's right on the money. So that's one way to use Instagrams. Let me scroll back up here. So that, that heart thing, it is what it is. It's sort of a virtue signal, but it's also a pat on the back. It's like going when you walk by somebody to show them that you understand they exist and you're a friend, but you don't got time to stop talk to them. Let's say you got time to talk to them. Click on the little speech bubble and go, thank you for posting this each year. I am really, excuse me, puppy, looking forward to it. You see what happens when I try to type over here? He falls asleep on my wrist in a very cute way. How am I supposed to be able to get work done? That's all I'm saying. Very difficult to get work done if when you're trying to work, I'm just trying to do a simple podcast here, and he falls asleep literally on my wrist with his warm little cheek and in a very cute way. What am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? This ain't my fault. I really blame him for this. So we continue typing here. Thank you for hosting this each year. I'm really, I gotta change the thing. I am really looking forward to it. Post. So now you've posted something that they can actually see and read. They don't have to fart around looking to see. And I don't think too many people actually ever click on link like. I just figured I'd let you know in case you think this is an anonymous thing. And, but, uh, and you can always dig in and find stuff like that. Now this little paper airplane doesn't do nothing on here really. But what it will do on a phone is jam it up into your circles. So these little circles are just a bunch of Instagram posts that people paper airplaned up there. And once they get paper airplaned up here, they only last for 24 hours. They fly around and then they hit the ground, I guess. I don't know. They still exist down here. But when you paper airplane them up to your channel, they're just going to last for like 24 hours. I don't like looking at them because they're usually clickbait and garbage and Shit. So there's there's just a waste of time for the most part, but a lot of people love them and they're the best part of Instagram for a lot of people. That's what that button does. This last button, boom, that puts it up in your collections. You got a bunch. You can have a bunch of collections. You got to make your own collections. I have my own collections. But what happens is, on Tuesdays we go over to my channel, the channel. Go over to the saved folder. And we go right into that stuff, that stuff that we just talked about saving. And then we scroll back just about a week. And then we talk about what we've been saving from other people's channels for the last week for two reasons. One, to talk about them because they're worth talking about and because, you know, they're focused on the Second Amendment. But secondly, because when you put something with the little, let's go back over here. When you put something with the little heart, let's say that's worth one point when you Speech bubble, let's say that's worth two points. When you paper airplane, maybe that's worth three points. 
when you put it in this little thingy, that's worth four points. So if you want to give the other end of this person on the internet as much possible push as possible, you can give them one, two, that makes it three, and then three, which makes it six, and then four, bam, all 10 points by doing all four of them things. Now, I don't do all four of them things for everybody. I'm just showing you how Instagram works. So YouTube's got mechanisms. You click the thumbs. Instagram's got mechanisms. You fiddle with them little blinky thingies. So when we click on them, they get shoved over here. We're looking at them. We're looking at them. This is MRA from five days ago. 93,883 people have clicked the heart on this thing. So the NRA doesn't do nothing. Wayne Lapierre suits. Hold on. This is what it looks like when they say it. Wayne Lapierre suits. See how he's shivering? How he's wiggling? Wayne Lapierre suits. Cost so much money. The NRA doesn't do anything. Oh, wait a minute. 93,838 hearts. So, you know, keep ignoring the NRA. Let it fall. Let it burn. People have never thought about playing a game of risk or nothing or like any game of strategy. But anyhow, getting back to it, NRA, take them or leave them. You, if you look at this, it means you have to love his suits. Or wait, maybe you can look at their Instagram and not love his suits. But that's that's a giant number, 93,838 in five days. So as ineffective as they are and as hated as they are, they're the largest entity by a multiple of many thousands that we got out there. Um, so let's, let's take a look at it itself. NRA White House, what does that mean? Uh, they use a bunch of these little emoticons and they'll put them up there, but I don't need any to see any of that stuff. And then let's take a look at how many of these speech bubbles. Is there a way to know? Uh, I guess it's not gonna tell you, but I'm guessing I'm guessing zillions because some of them have 178 likes. I mean, the comment itself has 178 likes and there's, you have to scroll through to see all of them. So I'm not the biggest fan of this post. Now, when we look at the post itself, it's, it's rubbing the wound of Biden letting go of the Lord of War guy. Did he do that because he's an idiot or did he do that because it distracts people and he wants people distracted from whatever? So if you're looking at him laughing like this, yeah, is it because he's a dumbass or because he's doing, doing exactly what he wants? And, you know, you if you act the way your opponent wants you to act, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. So next up is Rhonda Mary. Faces and tell us that you want to come up with all of these ways to disarm us and why we don't deserve certain weapons and then to just casually, I mean, just send weapons over to Ukraine and rates where you can't even account for 90% of them. You don't have a care in a world where these weapons are going, who's getting their hands on them, what's happening with them, but have the nerve to virtue signal to the American people to draw the line in the saying that you are some, you know, arbiter of, oh, I want to protect people from gun violence. Really just look us in our faces and tell us that you want to come up with all of these ways. So Rhonda Mary's focusing on one of the things they want us to distract from, right? Like the number of 
well, the dollars and then the, the firearms themselves, weapons, really, because they're not just firearms. There are all kinds of stuff going over there. And when they're unaccountable, where does the drugs come from, right? Where, you know, if they're coming, if they're bringing metric tons of drugs across, then why wouldn't they add a few of the firearms or whatever that they got for free? So, yeah, it makes a great point. And we'll move on. Gun Owners of America. Let's see. Oh, so this is just the beginning. Mandatory safe storage is next. So we had a couple of different things that have been on the radar of late. And one of them was the BS, I forgot the initials by now, the defense something something. Oh, I forgot what it's called. The defense spending. I think it's just like the yearly defense budget. And there was some anti-gun stuff in there. And of course, you had some people saying, oh, it wasn't anti-gun. And some people were saying, there's the most anti-gun thing that's ever been. So it was mandatory safe storage or bullshit, mandatory uh, storage requirements, mandatory connotation that property is somehow more dangerous than something else. There's not a mandatory storage of all things dangerous. It's mandatory storage of one thing with a politically based focus and that happens to be firearms right now it'll be anything else they want once you give a government a power to decide what is dangerous enough at the moment to be regulated to the point of determining how you're going to store it in your own situation so this is to uh, mess with the military since it's a defense program policy i guess update even though it's supposed to be budget and uh Without knowing too much about it, it sounds like the idiot, both parties, including both both parties and no no independents, just both parties, uh, ended up uh, voting on it. It looks like two Republicans didn't vote, but everybody else uh, voted for it, and then 80 people did not. 45 Republicans did not, and 35 Republicans did not. But basically, an equal number, 170. Let's just say 175 Republicans and Democrats, idiots, voted for it. And uh, they're laughing all the way to the bank, probably. Nobody's going to ask what companies they're invested in, I suspect. But we're not supposed to be paying attention to that, right? We're supposed to be paying attention to well, really just look stupid prisoner exchange or something. Well, really just when a dumbass does dumbass shit and he's a con artist, you get skeptical, though. All right, this is going to blow your mind. Are you ready for this? I don't know how many people smoke. Is there a way for me to get this bigger? Come on, man. There should be a way to make Instagrams way bigger. So raise your hand if you're smoke out there. And then raise your hand if you like awesome things that are cool. And then also raise your hand if you like, oh, look at this. If you like lighters. Are you ready? Because I made it really big. You're ready to be watching the screen because this is happening. Or else you have to go to Instagram and watch it yourself, I guess. That happened. That just happened. It'll happen again. That makes me want to start smoking again. That's freaking wicked. First off, I'm offended that nobody came up with that when I was smoking because that's freaking the coolest thing ever. 
freaking amazing. So you can go get that. Oh, man, look what happened. I made my Instagram tiny. So I got to make my Instagram big again. I hold down the control key and I wiggle my scroll wheel. And then it makes it bigger and little bit. Um, here, I'll give you the link if you want to go watch this in real size. It's freaking cool. There's no link to buy it. It's just probably from China or whatever. If I, I mean, I might go look for it one day on China. If I ever see it, for sure, I'll let people know. In fact, if I find it from China, I'll buy like six of them and then sell them. Because <laughs> you'll be able to buy them for like two bucks probably in China. All right, so next up is gun policy saying, man, this guy gets it. Or no, Reed's article, man, this guy gets it. Great job by FPC's Senior Attorney for Constitutional Litigation, whoever that is. And then it's got a link to this National Review website with an article from December this year. Everything we don't like is a loophole, gun controller's mantra. That's the title of the article from National Review, I guess. So what we've got in the image here is, uh, I guess, a blow-up of a portion of the article with some portion underlined here. And it starts out, the real problem is that gun control advocates don't like the law. Labeling everything the gun control movement doesn't like as a loophole is a tactic, a tactic to take advantage of people's presumptions and to advocate for broader and vaguer laws across the nation. People should be free to buy and own the tools that they see fit to defend their lives, loved ones, and communities. We shouldn't fall victim to this ploy of bending language in pursuit of policy goals. I do like this, but I don't like that they underlined the dumb part. They should have underlined the, the presumption and to advocate for broader, vaguer laws. That is the real issue here. And we're running around, you know, now that I got this little dog, I've noticed that this dog will like to, not right now, because he's effectively sleeping dead limp here. Look at this. Is this even healthy? Oh, no, he's starting to move again. But anyway, when this dog grabs onto something, he'll thrash it back and forth like a savage. Like if it was a fish or something, it would be dead because he can do it, right? So uh, sorry, he's having a fit over here. Um, you know, we should be grabbing this stuff and not letting go. I think is that what I was saying? When they're uh, when they're uh, making these BS laws. All right, I probably shouldn't have done that. I disturbed him and he had to move around a lot. All right, so um, I really think this one has a lot of potential. Hopefully people have some conversations about it. we got to get rid of that paradigm and then we move on. I think I was saying somebody was going to grab onto this and they just don't let go, like this dog yanking on a towel or something because he likes thrashing around towels when he gets his mouth on one. Um, but I lost the analogy there somewhere. All right, so another one from Gun Policy or FPC. The anti-rights zealots, all right, are swarming. We see them and we are ready. Join FPC. Well, I like everything about that one. Calling them zealots, I think, is a good word. Swarming, probably a good word because they're pissed off right now. Egging them on, I don't know. Getting your rally, get rallying the troops. Okay, great. So 
This one says Michigan, Illinois, and all those facing the threat of authoritarian overreach. We see you. We will be there. We will fight forward. Join FPC. All right. So first off, they have two decent photos. For whatever reason, they used photos and not graphics. And they're correct. One of them has, they both have their uh, chambers on the correct side. So they're not doing weird Photoshop stuff. That's awesome. But you can barely see them, and I don't like all this. So let's take a look. 2,000 posts on this one, or likes, or whatever. 5,000 on this one. And yeah, they're a little bit newer than that NRA one. But I forget what the NRA one was, like 98,000 or something. So, I mean, I'm not complaining. Gun policy makes like a million bucks a year. One million. NRA, I mean, it used to be 300-something. It's probably more like 245 million a year. Pretty soon, we'll go in and dig through all their tax records. Everybody's tax records are available, at least the nonprofits. The ones that aren't nonprofits aren't available. Guess who the national level organizations who claim to be fighting for your quote unquote rights? How many of those are non nonprofit? Like how many of them are for profit? So you'll never see their tax returns. Just pretty much one that I'm aware of. All the rest of them are nonprofit, including the a-holes. The a-holes that that's how I know how much the money they're making. Because you can go look at their tax records, and we try to do that once a year so everybody can see, just so we have frame of reference how big everybody's at if they're growing or shrinking. So FPC is doing the most with the less, least amount of money, hands down, 100%, doing the most, least amount of money. I don't know if it's fewest people, but I'm imagining, I assume it is, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm not a big fan of this one, but it's okay, I guess. But again, 2,000, 5,000 posts, they're just not even in the same realm. Now this one has 9,000. This one says, the clock is ticking, demand action from your senators now. Everything about that, we need that. Where's the phone number? Well, it's not there. So how about you put the phone number on here and don't make people click on your link. You know, maybe just a snowbird look, but they never really put the phone number on. They want people to click on their links all the time. I get it, but you know what I'm saying? You could just put the phone number on there. The ATF has delivered the pistol brace rule change to the White House for review. Demand action from your senators now. So that's been five days, right? What's up with that? Five days. Has anybody heard about that? It's right before Christmas. Those fuckheads ain't just doing shit because they got nothing else to do. It's about time we should be getting national level encouragement for action. You don't just see a bunch of people who are assholes working against us decide because it's Christmas. Hey, maybe we shouldn't work against these people. Maybe what seems to be working for us, we should stop doing it. Come on. I don't like this observe, observation of what's going on and tattletaling about where things are. How about some leadership? All we do we have to, I don't think we have to, it's that much to ask for national level leadership on some of this stuff, some direction. So speaking of that, Big Gunner posted this one. I don't know how many people remember Big Gunner 81 from back in the gun channels days. He says, let's get on this people. This foolishness needs to be stopped. Brace yourself, Air 15 or whatever. So then I go, what is frack? Because it says down here, Frack, Firearms Regulatory Accountability Coalition. So the post says, yesterday ATF sent the stabilizing brace rule to the White House for final review. Contact your representatives now and tell them to demand the House withdraw this rule. All right, and then it shows a 308. No, what is this? I guess it's a 223 with a stupid 20-round mag in it. With a freaking... Uh, 3X optic? I don't know what that is. I don't know. Anyway, some pistol, I guess. 
with a brace on it, and then it says frack. So there's no phone number nowhere, right? So I asked what frack is, and Big Gunner didn't tell me. I eventually found out, but nobody told me here. I'd never heard of frack before. Has anybody heard of him? He doesn't click to him. He clicks to a bunch of other people. So that was four days ago. He never responded, so I don't think he's using Instagram much. Some people just post stuff. Uh, you're welcome. If you want to watch this, feel free. If you don't like this kind of stuff, you can go get yourself something to drink or whatever. There we go. No music. So two pieces of metal and two pieces of wood. Well, maybe six, four pieces of metal with some screws, but you can, or maybe that's four pieces of wood with some screws. But essentially two blocks of wood, some carpet would do the same thing. I'm not saying you could get two RNL displays and put a cut in them and then get some carpet and a patch panel. But I'm just saying, if you needed to, it could be in a pitch. It could get you out of a life-endangering situation. That's Ed's manifesto channel. Uh, they screwed with him. They, they took his channel, and he's on his second channel. So there's a lot of that happening. So, uh, yeah, I'm not a fear monger, but it is happening out there occasionally to people. People that are doing cutting-edge shit, though. So just be aware. Nothing's free. We're using other people's platforms. This is uh, 2A4E. He's got a diversity shoot on the 14th. Is that tomorrow or am I crazy? Yeah, that's tomorrow night. So this is, we're recording this on a Tuesday. On a Wednesday in Monroe, New Jersey, Tony Simon will bring a bunch of people together uh, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the local range in New Jersey. And uh, it's called Recoil Range. And a bunch of people will get together in the uh, kind of break room or the school room or the classroom, whatever you want to call it, like a big room without any guns in it. And then they'll be introduced to firearms and the Second Amendment and safety, and they'll uh, get an introduction to how firearms work and their operation. And then uh, they'll uh, be invited to shoot them if they want. And, you know, they'll have the camaraderie of the other new people or the people that are being introduced. They'll have all these friendly, uh, well, coaches or grain safety officers, you know, volunteers that help Tony out. And they take a lot of, uh, they have a lot of fun. They make it a, you know, a lot of, what's the word? I don't know. They, 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 they enjoy this kind of introduction orientation and, uh, bring a lot of people together, and then they uh, everybody throws in a couple of bucks, and they buy a bunch of pizza, and they you know pay for the range. When they understand, everybody's happy, and uh, more people find out you know what guns are all about. If they stick around, you know they've had some introduction to a range and some people and some different types of firearms, and they kind of got a direction of which way they might want to go. And they're, uh, if they're not a gun person or they're not even inclined, at least they've understood what it's all about and some of what's happening. And they can see that gun owners are more than willing to have this like orientation, introduction, you know, familiarization type of thing. That's been going on for years. Tony's um, 
an ex-Marine. He moved from uh, Virginia to New Jersey for work and then noticed that, uh, you know, the rights were messed up. So frustrated and finally in 2015 decided to do stuff about it and started doing these diversity shoots out of frustration just to let some folks, I forgot how their origin story worked on that first one, but obviously it was successful enough that he continued to pursue it. I think he had said he had talked to uh, Gun for Higher Range and and the guy from Gun for Higher Range was like, sounds good, why don't you do it on Thursday? And I think he kind of got, by just talking about the concept, got kind of thrown into it, if I remember the story. And uh, like I say, it's kind of grown since then. He's approached other shops, other ranges to do this. Countless, I don't think he literally counts. I know he doesn't count the people. So tons of tons of people, many states, and uh, a real uh, cool uh, aspect or a cool project that's happening or it's been happening you know, in the last, in the recent years. Actually, in the last half a decade, when I say in recent years, when I say in seven years, almost a decade. So gun policy is the next one. Uh, the battle continues. Keep up to date with our challenge to New York's place of worship carry ban. Uh, I don't know how to say these. Hardaway versus Negrelli. Really? I have no idea what kind of name that is, so I don't know how to put the words on it. And uh, then again, the link to their website. Uh, it says the second court granted a stay today against the preliminary. Oh, I forgot to put the puppy can on to so you can verify puppies. A puppy and not a potato. Um, the second court circuit, second circuit granted a stay today against the preliminary injunction, preliminary injunction in our lawsuit challenging New York's places of worship gun ban, except as it pertains to persons who have been tasked with the duty to keep the peace of the places of worship. So I forget how this exactly went down, but it was described, right? I said, I don't know how it exactly went down because it's weird, but I, it was described as both good and bad. Right. So a lot of this stuff is like this. I'm kind of dumb on legal talk. What does this mean? And then the replies are carrying weapons is permitted to security officers within the church, within the places of worship. I'm about to ask the same question. The federal judge stayed a preliminary injunction for an indictment on a grand jury subpoena to sustain a motion with prejudice that will be adjudicated by a court after an appellate court was found to be in contempt. Yeah, like what the fuck? So I guess it's possible to hear all that and understand it right off the bat, but not for regular people. That's messed up. That's like describing the pin behind a spring on a hammer in a receiver on a gun that has a reciprocating bolt. You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of stupid words to make it sound good when it's just meaning a stupid spring or whatever. It's just worthless. All right, so next up is One Million Moms Against Gun Control. They posted from Virginia from Gun Policy. I didn't know about this one, so that's one of the reasons I posted. So what is it saying? Earlier today in the, and this is from five days ago, earlier today in the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, our litigator destroyed the Maryland's Attorney General's argument that AR-15s are not in common use because they are rare shots of defense. Keep it up, keep up to date at MarylandAWBan.com. So one million moms 
is Rebecca Schmoy and her and her, and I don't remember their names, and they are reposting gun policy, which is Firearms Policy Coalition. And that post says, earlier today during arguments, Bianchi and Frosch, I don't know how to say these names, if a firearm is kept in the home for self-defense, that is being used for self-defense. Okay, so that is saying that we won as far as a pro-rights argument, because if you have it for self-defense, then that is in the use of self-defense. You don't have to be running around shooting people to be justifying the self-defense, I guess is what it's saying, like having it there. I don't know. So, good question. We had commentary on this. I could ask somebody and they could tell me what this is all about. If you know what it's all about, maybe do an explainer video because it's a lot of legal stuff right there. Um, I guess I just posted this because a lot of people hear about the Armed Women of America or Girl in a Gun or, well, those are the two big projects like that. So, Armed Women of America has, as you can imagine, a bunch of ladies' clubs around the country. And they focus on shooting, but they're also focused on other things. So in this case, it says the McHenry County, Illinois chapter learned how to escape from zip ties, duct tape, and handcuffs. So this is um, probably some kind of an instructor's place. As you can see, they've got all kinds of cool stuff here. Uh, Chicago cutaway training cuffs, so handcuffs that have a transparent side plate. So you can see the mechanism inside and how you might want to fiddle with it from, you know, adjust it from the outside. It's about six different ways you can attack a set of handcuffs. Uh, then there's some plastic cuffs, potentially, maybe just cuffs that are painted, I'm not sure. And then some zip ties and a whole bunch of different kind of handcuff keys. And, you know, especially for ladies, this stuff is pretty valuable information. It's so simple sometimes uh, to get out of something like zip ties or duct tape. Once you understand, you know, how your body mechanics work and what's possible and how strong these materials really are, and what their weaknesses are. Uh, it's just knowledge. And once you've got the knowledge, once you've had a chance to apply it a few times, you're just stronger. So I think this is sweet. And uh, it's cool that they're able to post it, not for flair and trends and giggles and little bullshit stuff. They're just getting it done. So nobody's recognizing this. That's why we focus on this stuff. The ladies are winning 2A. I mean, they've already done it. Uh, this is the residue, residue of it. This is the residual of it or whatever. Uh, this is how we can determine this is the high water marks uh, because they've changed the playing field. They're not asking for dudes to give them a blah, blah, blah. They've just got their own classes and their own schools and their own curriculums, and they've done, they're done it. They've changed it. Now it's being opened to even more people, and really it's just a matter of waking up so that we can change the dynamic on these stupid arguments. Again, leadership at a national level could change this immediately. We've already accomplished so much. We're living at 100% CCW, we're crying out loud and 50% constitutional carry. It's effectively done. The fact that we're still having arguments means that people are getting paid to have the new suckers buy their whatever garbage. Speaking of buying garbage, we got grab bags, which include at least 10 patches. I would need all, every one of my, both hands worth of fingers in order to count all the patches that you would get. If you were to go over to owlandanchor.com, which is both an owl and an anchor mixed together with a .com on the end, and you can get a bunch of their patches. But don't spend all your money because guess what we got? I'm not gonna show you them all. 
but I can show you these. Let's flip this over. So first go over to Val and Anchor and get yourself a bunch of their patches, right? Like it says, you're going to get at least 10 in your grab bag, and they do make good gifts because you're not going to know what's in there. And it's their, it's not like patch the trash. It's all their main designs. You can see them putting together a bunch of them on their videos. So uh, owlandanchor.com. If I had a DJ around, he would drop links for me. All right, but look, you could also, don't spend all your money, because you can also go over to your websites as soon as I actually put them up there. And guess what we've got going on right here? What? 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 Yeah. So now our second Kalashnikov, nine inch long, the largest patch that's legal to ship in the U.S. mail for $4. Bam. The AK-103. 762 by 39 caliber. Polymer. Folding stock. Detachable magazine. You've got the uh, muzzle device for back pressure, 90 degree gas tube in safe because we're safe. Velcro on the other side, little panel in case you need it. I'm going to be setting these up on the, on the site. First people seeing them, except for whoever seen them in barbecues off air. Barbecue and DJ were the first ones to see. There might also be three other designs available, but uh, that's here now. There, we're going to go back to here and thank the people that purchased stuff from our gear website store. There might be lots of free, cool stuff over at the store to encourage sales of our new AQ47 patches. All right, so next up is Combat Story and Tier Tactical. So two people that I dig. Uh, Combat Story is a great interview show. A dude who was a rain, well, was it Apache pilot, Apache helicopter pilot for the Army, then went to CIA, then came out and did is doing these uh, interviews with uh, people about their combat experiences. So unlike some of the other military interview shows that I listen to, uh, this one is kind of more focused on the people's situation or the like claim, I don't want to say claim to fame, but the thing that they're most known for, the biggest thing that they had to deal with or whatever, maybe if they wrote a book, like the focus of their book, but um, they're long format, they're an hour plus, usually an hour and a half to two hour long, and uh, while they're talking about the combat experience, they definitely vary or you know talk adjacent to it. So great insight, lots of interesting stuff. Uh, the interviewer is a great interviewer. The show is a great show. And when you talk about Chris from Tier Tactical, Delta Force, um, you know it, it makes you understand why uh, or what has been going on and why some of these companies out there that are doing cool stuff are able to and why they're doing it. Some products you go, eh. Oh, Roy saying, I just bought 20 of the defective patches from Allen Anchor, and they were all almost perfect. I don't even notice any defects. Yeah, same here. I've done that like five times, and I don't know if they're just kidding, or sometimes the defects are like the colors in the wrong spot, and you don't notice because it's not your colors. 
because I think that's what it is sometimes. They're they're not wrong. I mean, they're wrong. They're not broken. Does that make sense? They're just painted in the wrong order. Not that they're not painted right. I mean, they're not really painted anyway. Anyway, so if you're not aware of Tier Tactical, they're here in Arizona, I believe, unless they moved. And just a cool company, cool products. They make uh, um, very lightweight and very thin and very strong materials that are used to build uh, gear that normally would have been made out of very bulky and thick and heavy nylon. And that would have been made out of horrible canvas back in the, our days. So it's the evolution of the materials and processes that make the support gear that let operators do the crazy tip of the spear stuff that is being done these days. Well, let's see, the next up is SHOT Show wins a comeback award for 2022. Listen to this, you ready for this? Are you listening? The Trade Show News Network presented this honor to SHOT Show at the annual awards, which celebrates growth, innovation, and achievement in the trade show industry. We were honored to be recognized as the only large North American trade show to have grown by more than 20% in 2022, despite having to cancel the 2021 event. Don't miss our 23 show. It's a big deal. So, I don't know. There's a lot to, to, uh, to dig into on that one. Do we got mods out there tonight? Doing the thing with the stuff so that the robots can suck it. Suck a sprocket, so to speak. Oh, what are they on the other side? Seriously? Stupid robots. Sneaking in the back door, just like a robot. Sneaking in up underneath Raina, expecting them to be up under. No? Where are they? Where are those stupid robots at? What are they over here and I just didn't see them because of the stupid top chat? No? Are they over here? What, did I just open the same one twice? Oh, yeah, that's what I did. So let's go back over here and open the other one twice. Pause that and kill some robots. I like to report them for porn because that's what they're allegedly doing. And then hide the user on the channel. I don't think that's going to do anything. And then report it again for hate speech, I guess. And then report that one for pornography. That'll teach them. I will never see a robot again. All right, so then going back over to this one, 20% larger in 2022. Definitely like to have a conversation about one, if that's the case, and then two, you know, how if that's a, are they winning? They opened a new building that made it huge. So is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell? Is that for real or is that like, accident or is that like did they call the shot you know what i'm saying like is that intentional next up is gun policy uh firearms policy coalition what did you do when the regime came for your rights we told the cabal cabal to stack up and try ran our printers white hot made memes and sued tyrants 
and then the other kid says legend. So I guess it's cool to mix like four memes now. So what happens. You got nothing else to do. You just start mixing memes and screwing around with that kind of weird shit. Is that effective? Who is that again? This was gun policy. Don't be that one that did nothing and watch while they destroyed your liberty. Get in the fight. So looking at that, 20,000 in three days. So goofiness, 30,000 in three days. NRA, beating on the same old Biden said to be distracted. So let's be distracted. 98,000 views in five days. You know, part of looking at Instagram is paying attention to what people are blabbing. The other part of it is looking backstage and seeing what's what's going on with that. Look at how many people decided to chat in on this one. Do they know what they're doing? You know what I'm saying? Are they accidentally hitting these things? Are they intentionally? All right, next up is Ready Man Network. It's pretty good. Um, this one's, I guess, from another post that there are another channel that they're reposting and I'm not going to read it all. I basically just wanted to uh, post the comment or the quote here. It says cowards abandon others. Heroes abandon themselves. That's pretty deep. So uh, I don't know if anyone, I've never heard that one before, but I dig it. So it's hard to, um, or it's easy to figure out who the losers are. But the people that are doing stuff, it's probably a good idea to, especially around the holidays and stuff, to say, hey, you know what's happening and whatnot. Especially if you haven't heard people from a while, heard from somebody in a while. Uh, it's you know, you know it's holidays and whatnot. You know, that's a good quote. All right, ready this one's pretty sweet. Another one from Ready Man. I don't know how well that's coming in, but it's basically uh uh what do you call them things? A uh I can't think of the name of that boat. A, uh, what do you call them kind of boats? A, um, anyway, an inflatable boat, but then they put a kite or a, uh, hang glider on the top, and then they stuck a fan behind it, and now it can drive around. Pretty sweet. So it's kind of like a pontoon version of an ultralight. All right, next up is gun firearms policy. Now other posts, other things are out there. I'm watching them, but they're not posting and they're not posting anything all that interesting. Good policy probably posts three times more than I'm including here. It's just that they happen to have usually some ones that are interesting. So that's like this one says at least HuffPost got something right. And I don't know who HuffPost is, probably some kind of newspaper. Firearms Policy Coalition, a pro Second Amendment Institute, and one of the most prominent organizations within the ghost gun community to fight the ATF regulations. So I guess Huffington Post is got their sights set on Firearms Policy Coalition because, you know, they're, they're involved in the 3D printing community. So self, oh, self, let's see, when someone points out their own um, attackers, I don't know, 
it's different than finding somebody out of nowhere that's attacking somebody you know. So I don't know if this is Huffington Post a big deal or not. So SHOT Show, let's see. Okay, this one's interesting. Here, let, let's take a listen to this one. How to navigate that minefield, which is today's firearms business. As part of that navigation, you can learn when and how you might need an appraisal of firearms that come into your store. So come to the session about firearms appraisals. Shot University is a great way for you to learn how to navigate that minefield, which is today's firearms business. As part of that navigation, you can learn when and how you might need an appraisal of firearms that come into your store. So come to the session about firearms appraisals. Ah, come on. Are you kidding me? Dang it. It just closes out. Okay. All right. I got to go find everything again. Here we are. I didn't do it too much. All right. So this says session title. That know that old gun or lose money appraisals markets and authentication and then it's like from nine to ten in the certain ballroom with this guy and some other guy and then it says learn more at shot show university or check the link in our bio so if we go to shot show university this one was called Get to know that old gun. Oh, 40 bucks for NSSF members, 75 bucks for non-NSSF members. Seats will be limited. And that's per session. Enrollment fees per session. Ouch. So there you go. There's that, that old gun one. Understanding how branded apparel and the right merchandising mix can probably positively impact your business. Masterful marketing to engage the firearms consumer. ATF and NICS Town Hall. Hmm, you have to pay for that. Unique personas that compromise. Oh, the unique personas that comprise your market. That's interesting. Buy now, pay later, how the new payment technologies empower our industry and protect consumers. Interesting. Suicide action plan before and after. So this is as when a commercial range experiences a suicide, the headline in the newspaper or lead story typically reads. So this is about uh, guns ranges. Interesting. Uh, best practices for meta ads and content. Building strong cons customer relationships, six tactics for high-touch customer engagement that drive a profitable gun retail operation. High-touch customer experience. What does that even mean? You're going to touch people? I've never been touched in a gun shop. I'm going to the wrong gun shops. Nick's annual training, the effect of new legislation on the Nick's and how it applies to assholes. Understanding traditional media, tools you need to protect yourself. Interesting. Remember that one? Tools you'll need to protect yourself. Then you got accelerating growth with e-commerce. Inventory management masterclass, converting inventory into cash while maximizing profits. I actually came up with a pretty good plan, I thought, one time that would get a gun into the shop, keep it in the shop for a while, and then use a series of tags to get it out of the shop and into the auctions. 
and then scale the auctions into getting rid of them. It's pretty neat. It almost worked, but uh, well, they didn't go for it and long enough. They kind of tried working with it, but then it might not have been a hundred percent smooth because uh, you know it was just a plan. But uh, I think the concept would work. But anyway, inventory management. Sweet. All things ATF compliance. Boring. Engage, attract, and reactive. What? Engage, engage, attract, and re oh, reactivate with a successful loyalty program. Uh, loyalty can be game-changing. Yeah, you can make people not want to go to your store anymore. But whatever. So then you got veterans hiring, training, and retaining some of your best employees. Interesting. So we've got, uh, it doesn't really say how many, but that was Thursday. Thursday, 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 Wednesday, 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 Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Interesting. So there's a bunch on Tuesday, a couple on Wednesdays, and some on Thursdays. 40 bucks. One time I almost got kicked out of SHOT Show right after going to one of these things. That's all another story. So uh, this is somebody from one of those. Shop Universe. Introducing his portion and... Uh, in uh, welcoming people or, or uh, encouraging them to participate. Pretty cool. I don't know if they've done this every year, but I've noticed it this year, though. Looks like CG or Cape Gunworks has uh, gift cards. Probably can still get them to you before Christmas. I'm assuming most places can ship stuff this week still before Christmas. This popped up from SHOT Show this week. Their exhibit space is sold out. So we saw that post a second ago where I was asking about their growth having to do with the building next door or not. And evidently not or more than that. They've also sold out of every booth. Every single booth at SHOT Show is sold out. And it's, well, it says attendee registration is trending ahead of SHOT Show last year. Of course, obviously. Big deals await on the 2023 SHOT Show exhibit floor. This is the one time of year everything you need will be in one place. Begin previewing the 2023 exhibitors and their product details with the online show planner. See expected exhibitors, look forward to new products, and build a personal schedule so you don't waste any time. Plan now to get the most out of your business. Here are some categories of items you'll find at the show. So every single thing is full. It's crazy. Um, 407 people, including ghosts. You see, I go, oh, look, ghosts clicked on this. I wonder who else. Click on that, and I can scroll down. Now, what is also neat is as you're scrolling down, eventually we'll hit somebody that I'm either sub to or is sub to me. And instead of being a blue thing over there, it'll be some other color thing. There's going to be some other shape thing. So you can just scroll, 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 scroll. And eventually, we'll find the one that says ghost or whatever, and it'll be like, oh, you're following him, all right? So we'll scroll, 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 scroll. There's 400 of these things, so it'll take a minute. And if you just zip with the bar all the way to the bottom, you may not see it, but let's try it anyway. Well, it's really difficult to get to the bottom of 400, so anyhow, take my word for it. You can sometimes find people that you know are connected to the uh, post that you like. More than likely, if you like something, they're going to show all your friends. And if your friends like something, they're going to show you. 
So we're not seeing anything different than anybody else. They're not out to get us. They just build logarithms that don't give a shit. They build logarithms that don't give a shit about us. So they're not out to get us. They just didn't ever thought about us, I think. So I can't play the music, thanks, but uh, here's from Ron Wayne. And it's uh, one of the Brat Pack singing an old-fashioned song. And he's dropping down these different uh, components of the Aegis Deluxe Kit. I don't think I even have an Aegis patch yet. You see? And then they make the mats now. So if you need a gun cleaning mat to protect your couch, or your cabinet, or your uh, table, what am I trying to say? I must be getting tired. Then uh, full size for a rifle or plenty of space like that for multiple gun cleaning. Uh, let's see. Here is Ozzy, who I don't think is up this late, but um, posting what he's won off a gizzard, a gizzard patch inside of an Aegis gun cleaning kit. Well, then, I've got a bunch of gizzard stuff that I've been recently dissecting and ripping apart into free patch Friday stuff for this week. Did I mention we've got new patches? So for Free Patch Friday, it's going to be epic, epic. Trying to save the ranch. We'll have an epic Free Patch Fridays going on this week. All right, and uh, some of the stuff from Gizzard will be going up into that Free Patch Friday situation. Oh, look at who's out here, Foss. Are you uh, going to do a um, unprecedented Tuesday now Tuesday night party? Two a I don't know what to call it. Something that has a witty thing. Oh, he's being precious. Hold on. He's being precious. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it again. Look what he does. Look what he does. Look what he's doing. Look at that little baby tongue. He's still sleeping, but he's licking something. He's licking some kind of thing in his sleep. Oh, no, he went back to sleep. How are you supposed to get any work done? How are you supposed to get any work done when he's over here doing that? That's why we do the updates, so you don't have to miss any of that. Uh, I believe he is saying that there is a mouse. No, I guess he's in the mouse. All right, so AK-47 underscore catalog. What does that mean? AK-47 is the first characters in the first person's name, and then instead of putting in a dash or a minus sign, they drop the dash or the minus sign to the ground, so it's essentially an underline, but if it's not underlining anything, it's just called an underscore. So when somebody says blah, 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 underscore, blah, 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 that means you put an underline under nothing. And it just is, I don't know how you do it. You do it with a shift. It's between the plus sign and the zero over there. So anyway, you have to, you, it's AK-47 underline catalog. No idea why you did it that way. But he's doing a lot of things that I have no idea. What he is doing is writing uh basically an unprecedented archive of all Kalashnikov rifles. So AK-47 catalog is one of our friends from the KCA back in the old days. Uh, if you've seen an interesting thing about AK-47s and it's got pictures in it, good chance it's one of his, one of his pictures. So AK-47catalog.com is the website for Rob where he posts all of his 14 volumes of... AK-47, I don't know what to call these things. What does he call them? He just calls them catalogs. So let's take a, uh, a quick look at one of them. 
soft cover print version. And is it going to show us the insides at all? So you can see what the outsides look like. They're about 80 pages, so 100 or something. They're about 25 bucks. You can get them kind of print on demand. Is it going to... And it's not going to show us inside. But anyhow, they're really, really good reference manuals. So Rob has been driving around doing exploratory Kalashnikov investigations around the world since, well, since I'm before I knew him in 2004 or something. So back in 2004 or something, when I got into the KCA, Rob was already doing stuff. Now, I don't know. I'm not going to say nothing more than I should be saying, but he's had unprecedented access to the world, around the world, to take pictures of AKs. And he's kind of snooty about it. He won't take the picture unless it's a good picture, but he gets great pictures. Um, awesome. Awesome. That's good to hear. Boss is working on something I was able to help out with. I'm happy to be able to do that. So um, Rob is driving around the world again, this time to places that he hasn't been to before. So you're probably going to get more of this than you want to hear, but you're going to get it because I'm a big fan of AKs. And one of the reasons is because friends like Rob. So some interesting Indian AK developments from yesterday's Defense Expo in Vietnam. The first two are Indian copies of Bulgarian products. They had a couple of examples and they appeared to be locally made or at least assemble. They don't have any arsenal of Bulgaria markings on them. Finally, they've got a JPC, JVPC, which is similar to the HK MP7, and it fires a 556 by 30, which he's assuming is a shortened 556 case, similar to the. It's uh, interesting. It's a gas piston rotating bolt with an AK features. Looks similar to the Russian gun from 30 years ago with an almost bullpup trigger configuration to use Uzi-inspired magazines with an AK configuration. So uh, he said, though, they wouldn't, this is one of the few museums that wouldn't let him get in and touch everything and put this, he gets really fussy about how he wants his pictures. So usually the museums just let him take the guns and do whatever he's going to do and then give them back. I mean, like not leave with them, but take pictures on the floor or whatever he does with his lights. And they don't care because they're museums and they want pictures, right? But the Indian Museum wouldn't do it. So anyway, look at this little thing. Pretty freaking cool. It's ba It looked like a barrel to me, but I guess it ain't. This thing's stupid, but whatever. Nine millimeter people are weird. Anyway, so that's uh, Rob's got a whole bunch of cool pictures from around Vietnam. I don't know how many of them we're going to end up seeing today, but I know I try not to click all of them into this show, but I've been thumbing them up for sure. What do you know? Gun policy. If everybody else would post as much and as good as gun policy, then I would probably link to them. But those are the ones I end up linking to the most. They seem to be the ones doing the most variety and most frequency of awareness. So gun policy, FPC is saying the FBI has secret has been secretly going to homes and getting people to sign their rights away since as early as 2016. And now that they've been exposed, some in Congress are trying to legitimize this abuse of power. Time to go to work. And then uh, this is, uh, I guess, an article from the Washington Examiner. And I don't know anything about if this is a right or left newspaper, but it says FBI use secret powers to strip more Americans of their gun rights. Documents revealed. And this is dated the other day in October or in December. 
So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things going on and we have these national level organizations. Um, I kind of feel like if I was running it, I would say you got five organizations, two of them do everything and they should kind of rotate amongst whose skill sets are most valuable. And then there should be like a pro and a B team or an A and a B team, right? Because uh, this like, yeah, it turns out six of them are involved in that one and one of them's involved in this. And like, let's distribute that a little bit better. And let's randomize it so they don't get to play favorites or the other side doesn't know how to use our uh, preferences against us. All right, so what is this one? They probably ruined some of the answers. It's destroying evidence. We're just destroying evidence. Then we're just destroying evidence. We're just destroying evidence. Then we're just destroying evidence. We're just destroying evidence. Actually, I really like this one. So gun policy again. Um, we got them saying, oh, sure, this isn't a problem. These thugs are out of control. And what they're linking to is a Fox News article that says, this is published from earlier in December already, ATF set to destroy guns associated with the Obama era, fast and furious scandal. And then it says, Republicans Jordan urges ATF to reconsider and preserve the firearms. Does anybody know what, is it December 14th is? Jump over to gun calendars. I just happen to have been updating gun calendars. Uh, for big project, you know, for the calendar for next year. Um, on December 14th of 2010, Brian Terry, a Border Patrol officer here in Arizona, was killed in a firefight with Mexican drug runners. Two rifles recovered at the scene were from ATF's Operation Fast and Furious, an illegal gun running scandal. There's a Brian Terry Foundation and... Uh, a bunch of people that are interested in the plight of the border patrol agents who are often unappreciated and overlooked and ignored for their role in trying to prevent you know a situation where there's a lot of people coming up through what customs you know are able to comb through border patrol deals with is that the way you say it so customs and immigration are awesome but then there's border patrol who has to actually do everything and then there's sheriffs and everybody else that call Border Patrol to do everything. So um, days before the anniversary of the death of the Border Patrol agent, the, the federal agent of the U.S. Border Patrol, who was killed by firearms that were left to go to Mexico through the cartels in a bullshit effort, to suggest that they're going to somehow use that as data points to determine the number of guns being smuggled out of the United States into Mexico, a country that gets their fentanyl precursors from places like China or the Middle East, which are known uh, manufacturers of the, of the precursors to firearms idiots. So to suggest that they're going to pay top dollar in the United States and go through all the BS of trying to go south across the border for a majority of their firearms is theater when they allow it to happen by telling every law enforcement on our side who might be paying attention to stand down. Of course it can happen. So what we've got is the results of that. 
they're destroying those firearms in the month of the anniversary of the time when those firearms exist. They exist because of that heinous consequence. So it's more than more than evil to destroy, to suggest that you need to destroy any guns. The government in the ATF want to see, let's go take a look at one of our other projects real, real darn quick over here. We're just going to go over to how about Gun Shop Guide, which is a website that's all about the various gun shops that we visited throughout the years. And additionally, you know, we threw some other stuff in here, like some firearms museums that we've visited. Well, guess what? There's a couple of firearms museums that we can't visit, including the ATF's National Firearms Collection with more than 10,000 serialized items. It's in West Virginia. Its custodian is the ATF's Firearms Technology Industry Services Branch. It's called FTISB. It was first created in 1931 by the IRS. Then in 1972, it was uh, transferred to ATF. The National Firearms Collection is what it's referred to as the NFC. It's full of rare and one-of-a-kind prototypes. It includes first-run samples, failed industry ideas, highly collectible, once transferable ordinance pieces, firearms and ammunition reference library. There's an article here. <coughs> to an article here from Small Arms Review Magazine. Let's see if it still works. An insider's visit to the National Firearms Collection from August of 2022. And here's some quick photographs of the fucking ATF's room of guns that they won't let anybody see or have access to, right? All these awesome, cool things. This is a Nazi gun. You want to go take a look at the other two of those Nazi guns? Go to Dragon Man's. He'll take them out of the case and let you look at them because he's not a fucking asshole. So this is the ATF's collection, right? This is a video of the ATF's collection where they let GQ, the stupid-ass magazine GQ, in and take a look at their collection. Who else gets to look at their collection? Nobody. So they own, what did we just say? How many? I just shut the thing down. 10,000 guns in their collection, yet they need to somehow destroy the guns that are evidence against their bullshit? Come on. This is definitely um, illegal. This is illegal and people covering tracks of doing illegal stuff. But whatever, let's pay attention to things that aren't important. So let's see if we can zoom in on this. Maybe we can. Oh, look at that. That's going to be scary. Do anybody know what's going to happen right now? This is in Russia or probably Ukraine. That pipe is in Ukraine and this camera is owned by Russia. It goes down to say, hey, buddy, what you got going on? Want a hand grenade? See ya. And then it flies about this high before the hand grenade goes off inside of that bunker. So sorry, Pat. If you think your air tube is good to go, Russia's going to drop a grenade down your bunker. So is that real? Is it fake? Is it bullshit? Is it real? Can Russians take one of their tiny little pineapple grenades, drop it down a tube while dropping the pin? Is that all CGI? Is the next thing going to be 
electronic or is it going to be something else? So that's Ed's manifesto. Really cool stuff. It says, footage of a Russian drone, likely a DJI Mavic, dropping what looks to be an F-1 hand grenade into a Ukrainian bunker vent hole. It's unclear what the effects were, since we don't know if the vent was for the furnace or the exhaust or an air intake. You can see a message pop up saying the auxiliary light was turned on. This is because most dropper mechanisms for commercially available drones are activated from the auxiliary light, turning on via a light sensor. So in other words, you need another control on your remote control, a servo to enact the dropping. So you'll tie into a light and where a light would normally go on due to something, you know, you can instigate the action by accessing that on-off switch from the light. Pretty neat stuff. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Might be cool to have a debate about shotguns and revolvers and whether or not the AR is this and that. They're dropping grenades down your vent hole keep up with the Joneses. All right, next up is Disney. This is Colian Noir talking about the Disney thing. So I don't know if you've got a position on Disney. I've never been a fan. I've never hated them until recently. And now I've grown less and less interested in the whole concept. My, in my less than interest in them is uh, more to do with the fact that they're brainwashing a bunch of people to think that they're so good you know they're not that good and they kind of ruin stuff that sometimes is good they make some stuff good i guess but anyway they're not that great and there's just way too many people that are into them so that's why they've always just seemed kind of cultish to me like really weird but uh you know people can do whatever they want i don't care i like red dawn right if they made a red dawn amusement park i'd go there so uh but then they started being weird in florida and got their ass handed to them. That was cool because I don't like them that much. And I like to know that, uh, you know, they're not always going to just win. And then now they're being stupid about guns. So I don't know. I haven't, I only watch stuff through these things. So let me know if, uh, if this is just BS or if this is hype or if this is over being oversensitive because Disney's an easy thing to punch at. But either way, Colian Noir is talking about it. So I'm guessing it's been three rashed a little bit or whatever it's called like he's just he's gone through it because he's a lawyer and he doesn't usually just start harping on stuff that's news of the day either way smarting system does a good summary here how to destroy the legacy of disney chapter by chapter yeah like just an unnecessary thing so i don't know if that's another distraction if they really think that by pissing off gun owners that's like the, the ultimate distraction they get like a don't go to jail card like all we got to do is bother gun owners and that'll distract from all the other dumb shit we're doing but uh we'll see this is a great comment from girl in a gun girl in a gun awesome organization out there getting stuff done uh just a quick sort of like hey just fyi you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take i don't know what kind of coach said that somewhere probably some sports coach but it's 100 percent right so everybody's getting their pictures in AI and it's, I've noticed it, but I haven't paid too much attention to it because I use my AIs for other things. But Tony jabbed them with one of the, one of these posts. I don't think I can play the music because it's one of the, one of these posts where they flash pictures over music. But he says, drawing pictures of me was happening well before artificial intelligence drawings became a trend. Thanks to me and Toxic Patch Co. 
So I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, yeah, I've been drawing cartoons of Tony forever and uh, been making him his patch cartoon into stuff with Clover every week too. All right, so this one, let's listen to this one. Uh, this is uh, My Sister's Keeper. Let's, I mean, dang, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go back. Hold on. Go to Tony's. Turn on the music. Go forward. Hey guys, it's Tig, owner of My Sister's Keeper Defense, and this video is for Georgia residents. So we know earlier this year the laws changed where you don't need a weapons carry license anymore to carry concealed. However, I still recommend that you get that weapons carry license because it makes the purchase process easier. If you don't have that weapons carry license, when you go to buy a gun at the store, you have to fill out the ATF form 4473, and then they have to run a background check. What I've been seeing recently is a lot of people are getting delayed and denied. Um, denials, that's one thing, but delays, it's usually something that can be fixed in like an email or two, but they're delaying a lot of people just for whatever reason they can find. So if you already have the weapons carry license, you don't have to worry about doing an additional background check, check when you go to buy your firearm. You go in, you fill out your form, you show them your weapons carry license, you pay and then you leave. Also, you still need that weapons carry license for reciprocity purposes. So if you're going to leave the state of Georgia with your firearm, you have to have that permit in order for your permit or your rights to be recognized in those different states. So go ahead and get your weapons carry license. It's less than $100. It takes literally 30 minutes at your probate court. It's very easy, very simple, and you usually get your permit back in about three weeks. So just go ahead and do it. So she's got a great like summary of the process, but that whole part, and I was just listening to it going right on. I always like my sister's keepers uh, kind of take on training, but uh, most of the time I think. But uh, the whole idea that they're pushing a lot of people to delayed that's messed up and i don't know if that's something the gun shops are monitoring or if that's something that's the frog in the water the frog or what is it called? the frog in the boiling water because uh you know i hung out in a gun shop between 2006 and 2017 i guess fairly regularly and I don't remember like trends of people getting delayed. You know what I mean? Like it, it would happen occasionally, but I think we'd notice if it was happening a lot. So if it's happening a lot regionally, who's monitoring that? Is that something that would be like NSSF's realm? Because they've got shot show to worry about. Like end of the year, they're looking at tallies of trying to provide data for you know activists or industry people because they're really worried about industry more than activism. So who would be tasked with those citing? where more ATF denials are going. John Lott, he might be looking for something like that. Does he have the resources to the firearms? Oh, what's it called? Is it fire? It's not firearms, what is it called? Oh man, I can see the logo. I just can't think of what it's called. But you know, is his organization the one that needs to be tasked with that? Like they're a profit organization. They're not just uh, you know running around at the whim. They've got some kind of big money donors or whatever, and I don't know who calls the shots over there, who decides what they're going to do, uh, um, their research on. But that seems like something that could be accomplished with some data, and then adding the data to the map, and then monitoring it over time. 
or maybe it's something the ATF should be providing so we don't have to determine it. Maybe it's something that's part of their own auditing process. They should be just, uh, just letting us know. Here's where all the delays happened, and here's the percentages of them, and here's why. So they can justify their, their, their uh, actions. All right, so back to Firearms Policy Coalition again. What do you know? And gun policy is saying the latest disarmament regime, Newspeak, is full of road full of rotation, I guess. Be sure to be aware of their deceptive language and misdirections. And to Connecticut Governor Ted Lamont, stack up and try. So man, I don't know who they're talking to. Let's take a look at how many views this thing got. Four thousand in one day. I think their last one that was weird got nineteen thousand in four three days or four days. So I guess that's about right. You know, they put a weird picture up. They stick one of the politicians' head on it. I guess it's, is this a children's book? I don't really know what I'm supposed to be looking at here, but it's, uh, it's a magic carpet. I don't know what's going on, but uh, it says, every law I don't like is a loophole by Connecticut Governor Ned, a child's guide, oh yeah, it's supposed to be a book, a child's guide to disarmament regime news. Okay. And then there's this news article that I guess it's all about. And it says, they should not be allowed in the state of Connecticut. No one said, I think they're killers. We found out they're cop killers. I think they're incredibly dangerous in our community. You're not serious about crime if you leave them on the street. And it says, this week he reiterated to an, to an intention to repeal the grandfather provision. And he says, I think it's a loophole that makes our society here in Connecticut a little less safe. So, he wants to get rid of the grandfather provision, I guess, of the firearms that people own. And this is their governor in Connecticut. So that'd be annoying. Central Camp out there in Connecticut. Brooke Cheney's out there in Connecticut. I don't know if anybody else is out there. Thanks to Cycle Camp, by the way, Center of the Christmas Card. Hope everything's going good. He's out there listening. Okay, people, tomorrow morning. All right, well, this is a bunch of girly crap, but this is one of the girl channels, and this is what girls do when they shoot guns all the time. They get all girly and talk about Christmas outfits. So, yeah, Christmas carry outfits. Then you get other ladies doing other things. So this is, let me think. I don't think I can play this. No. So this is a Charlie's Angels music, and then... It's probably some kind of slideshow pre-made thing, maybe. I don't really know. But it's effectively a shit ton of DC project pictures that are all zoomed in weird and awkward. No, I guess some of them are actually in. I thought maybe they were random, but I guess just a couple of them happen to look random. Either a couple of them happen to look random or a couple of them happen to look dead on. I guess the AI can try to figure it out if it is random. Either way. It's a bunch of pictures of the DC Project Adventures this year to the Charlie's Angels music. Uh, let's see. It says, uh, who remembers Charlie's Angels? Just the music brings back memories. The ladies of the DC Project are working hard to safeguard the 2A. We just need to find our Charlie. Any takers? Educate, not legislate. You are your own first responder. Our public, if you can keep it. Oh, a republic, if you You shouldn't make your hashtags scrabble. There's no fucking law that says you got to keep all your hashtags lowercase. 
It's a stupid trend of Europeans. Instead, capitalize the letter so a regular person can just read your stupid hashtags. Come on, man. Do I got a mansplain? How a hashtag works? So, I don't know. This would be good, I guess. Um, I don't like the part about you need to find our Charlie. Number one, I'll Charlie him. You want me to mansplain? Get on your little talkie phone thing, and I'll get on my speakerphone, and I'll mansplain what you're supposed to be doing. So, that'd be awesome. Give me 50 ladies and, I don't know, some money, I guess. One of them helicopters. I got a little dog. Didn't that guy have a bulldog? And then I can just speakerphone to him, like a bunch of tasks and adventures to go on. It'd be pretty awesome. Get rid of the NFA, that's for damn sure. All right, next up is this is pretty good. Just watch it. It's just a way to splice different kind of branded or solid wires. So if you don't know what you're looking at, come on, man. And if you do know what you're looking at, isn't this cool? Like back in the day, some old guy was trying to explain it to you if you're a lucky. Uh, in my day, you just did stuff until you figured it out, and then somebody'd come yell at you because you're doing it wrong. And then you'd have to probably go look at something and try to figure it out. And then maybe some old guy would tell you eventually. But uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. This is probably, I think I could do this doing Blender, the software I've been fiddling with. But uh, I don't know. I know that. Uh, I could create the the stuff and the animation of it. I already know like three different ways to do it. So I'm not sure how this was done because I don't know how to take it apart by looking at it. But uh, it's kind of neat. Once you know how to work the software, it lets you know how to do this kind of stuff. It's kind of neat. So uh, also, it's just cool. It's something that people should probably know if you don't know how to uh, splice wires or why you would want to splice wires in a specific, not necessarily specifically, but in a like a precise way, it's probably the best way to say it. It's basically so you can get the most flow of electrons without creating heat, without any kind of weird binding of flux or whatever it's called. All right, so Mama Bear Defense has got this block going on where the cuts in the side are the logo of her channel. So what do you think about that? Can you deal with that? Can you handle it? Or is that you're not allowed to do that because it's a firearm? You know what I'm saying? There was a time when if somebody put a smile and wait for flash or like, I don't call 911, we'd have discussions over and over and over. Like we would have discussions and we'd take it seriously. Should you be doing that? Or should you not be doing that? Then a time came when I can remember, I won't guess any of this, I guess, but there's a time when people were hesitant about what they should put online. Let's put it that way. There was a time when, as people who were creating stuff, we said to ourselves, actually, we'd literally talk to each other and say, hey, I'm going to do something. You think that's okay to do? And then we'd look around at each other and go, well, I don't care. They haven't done this or that. And they probably won't care. And then maybe somebody would do half of it. And then they would go, oh, yeah, they didn't care. And then we would do the rest of it, right? Like that happened back in the day. And there's self-censorship i guess you know like just being cautious and we decided not to do some things and i don't mean like just on websites like when back in the day pre 12 when everybody was still sharing and figuring stuff out that's when remember the glock that looks like legos or the glock that looks like the laser zapper those were not the first of those guns the first of those guns on youtube were in 2012 at the time i'm talking about maybe it was 2011 when i'm talking about so now we're at a time when nobody even considers asking. They just do it and then show it off 
then if there's any refunds, if there's any consequences to be had. So Foss is saying, I don't see any problem with the channel logo. Well, there you go. And again, not worried about some sort of a stick going in there, clogging it up. You ever seen spokes get a stick in there? Just saying. What if a big glob of lint went in there? But whatever. Then it says, sup, okay. Suppressor height irons from Angry Bear Arms. The 34 Dream build is finally complete thanks to SBC Welds for getting these on between my classes Saturday. So I'm guessing the bears. Listen, full disclosure, this is my first RDS on a pistol. And what I'm learning is this is 100% my build. This dot is zero to me. I like running backup irons. Not everyone else does. I don't zero my dots to my irons, and some folks do. Oh, I thought she was saying something about something else. But anyway, so this is just her kind. She's a girl. All right, rifle dynamics. All right, I don't know how many people have prayer rugs or war rugs, I guess. The prayer rugs designed for export during Afghan and uh, Iran or Iraq, I guess, war. And then, um, you know, some people have their war rugs from then. And what Rifle Dynamics did was this magazine. So what do you think? Is this cool or good or what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know if I like, I don't know what I'm thinking of it. Some people like it. I mean, I get it, I guess. I get it. And I know how difficult it is because I've attempted to play with this, the war rugs also. It's I mean, it's some it's a thing. I just don't know what I think. So throwing it out there. Let me know what you think. We've got uh, Tony talking about his diversity shoot on the 14th, or I should say this evening. Oh, wait. No, I'm on. We only have one more you can make before the end of 2022, and that's a gun for higher range on the 29th. So he's got this one on the 14th, and then one at the last one, gun for hire, on the 29th. Uh, Zane is saying buy it. Uh, Foss was also saying he wouldn't do the cuts himself. Like you wouldn't do some sort of a logo cut or any cut. I guess that's another question. I'm not going to put the the audio on. I think the caption speaks for itself, but I don't know if you've ever seen Fleer from helicopters. You must have. We've all seen video games do this emulated or whatever. So this was international border with Mexico in Texas, I suspect, because that's where he does most of his stuff. Border patrol interdicts a couple of dozen people jump on the fence across the border. And what happens is a lady jumps over and breaks both of her legs, jumping over the fence. And the other dozens of people, look, they just leave her laying there. Now, in this particular situation, what they're saying in the audio is how messed up the situation is because the border patrol and those four-wheelers that's two border patrol guys on four-wheelers who found the lady with her legs broken she's got two broken legs she can't do shit except crawl around and die so they found her and of course they know she didn't just jump over the fence like an idiot so they told other dudes to go look for the rest of them and they caught a chunk of them but they didn't catch everybody it says approximately 45 runners got across the fence and left her sitting there. So they caught some of them, but yeah, that's the kind of desperation and kind of 
situation that we've got down there and then look at the amount of resources this uh this effort is being done on the people that are jumping across to work over here most of the people are jumping across to work over here to pay for what a couple of thousand dollars a month they're going to send that to whatever country they came from to support whatever family or whatever they're just uh doing their thing kind of resources we could be on cartels on people who are jumping over here to work in fucking factories on farms and doing labor and doing regular work and stuff right so i'm just saying when people are gonna exploit the shit out of this over the next few weeks because of the bullshit policies that are coming there's human lives every one of these little fucking dots is a human life there's a family in some other country we're spending immense resources that we could just be helping people out in other countries, potentially. We could just be making people's lives easier. And if you don't want to do it as a country, don't fucking do it as a country. Round up a bunch of people who want to fucking help. Maybe take a shit ton of your prisoners and go, hey, here's an option. Go fucking help people in another country or stay in prison. And see how many of them want to go book to some other country and help out. There's got to be ways to do this. It's stupid to suggest that you're going to... What's that? You know, do the same thing over and over again more. And the people that are getting paid on both ends of this are the uh, same people that are getting paid and other distractions that are out there. There's a reason they're using gun owners and gun ownership as a massive distraction from what's really going on. And so there's a couple of people out there. This is Jason Jones, the guy that's channel we're talking about here, who's offering this perspective on this slice of the experience of these individuals who are just 45 of the probably tens of thousands that'll come through this month alone. Uh, Jason Jones is the guy that ran the Texas Rangers for Texas for a long time. His tasks were the Texas Rangers and international crime. So he's intimately familiar with the international border of Texas and Mexico over the years and the frustration that the federals and state governments had given him to do the tasks that he had. Now he's left the government role and now is a I guess you call him a reporter he's somebody with a, a unique awareness of the situation I'm, I'm gonna say unprecedented access because how many other people are in helicopters getting clear images of the situation you know given to him because he understands how to get it and that they're giving it to him so he's given us a pretty available look of what's going on down there it'll probably drive you nuts and you'll get mad if you don't not hardened to some of the heinous shit that's happening on the border it can get you pissed and you know, I don't want everybody to get all pissed in the middle of the night but um you know there's a lot going on out there that they're distracting us from i'm only picking one thing because i happen to live 100 miles from this situation well the, the stuff that's playing out in arizona it's a little different in texas i'm sure texas is a lot more violent than arizona from what i understand but when we're talking about brian uh terry that was if you ever look at the the titan II intercontinental ballistic missile museum just south of tucson where brian terry was killed was just draw a line from that missile to mexico and the halfway point is where it happened so that happened between tucson and the international mexico border with mexico uh let's see fast is saying any cut he would not do he would etch a logo instead yeah that's pretty good you can do stuff with lasers now, right? Where you just really dig in there. Oh, we do the prayer rug, AK? Yeah. 
I know the Muslim. I know Muslims. Right on. They would be cool with it. Oh, that I didn't think about being offensive. I don't think they care because those 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 war rugs would be offensive anyway, probably if you were like cared about that stuff because they're just ripoffs of their prayer rugs. But I don't think they really care about prayer rugs. I don't know. I'm just assuming they don't care because I see them all over the place and they're just everywhere. Uh, climate change is driving them over here. That's one reason. Um, Oh, you mean people from south of the border? I don't know. I suppose you could say anything you want about climate change. You could just say that, you know, uh, the cost of tea in China is sending them over here. Really, it takes people going up to them and saying, hey, what's up? You know, and then you, you get a summary of all of that interactions and then you figure it out. Or do something else. I don't know. I'm not saying I have the answers. I'm just saying there's ways to monitor the real deal and not just listen to the headlines, which are feeding or fed by you know, the people distracting, the people with the goal to distract. Hey, did you make more noise while I'm trying to do a show over here? I apologize to have this dog so rudely snore the entire time. He's so tired as an exhausted dog during the entire show. Uh, so now we got John Wiseman's World, a uh, cool channel to check out if you haven't. Um, he's talking about Makarov collecting, and he says, in terms of Makarov collecting, the Holy Grails are the East German Soviet military and the Chinese. This is mostly due to their rarity, obviously. But, um, however, the more plentiful Bulgarian Circle Tens are of good quality and make great shooters. Other Warsaw Pact model or Warsaw Pact models include the Hungarian, Polish, and Czech. Not typically considered macros, though they fire the nine by eighteen and are simply direct blowback. He always he's a big fan of macros, but uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of them too, I guess technically. And we got a Bulgarian one. I don't have it right now, but I've definitely got tons of pictures of the Bulgarian on them that you got. Uh, I usually post it with my 74 because it's all plummy looking. looks really good with that. But um, he's also got a bayonet going on. And I think he, what, did he click me on this or something? So, yeah, he clicked me on this. So I was like, yeah, right on. I'll click him back. A lot of channels I watch on Instagram are from the old days where I was just into taking pictures and looking at other people's pictures. So a lot of these channels, I guess I know the people, but... Um, we're not talking politics or talking about two-way. It's just people taking pictures. Uh, there's not too many of those people on Instagram, it doesn't seem. At least the people with the pictures don't seem to get the numbers they used to or seem to be as into it as they used to. Let's see. So now this is from, hey, what do you know? Firearms Policy Coalition. It says, every FUD and moderate tells you it's just bump stocks or says nobody even uses pistol braces or claims... These triggers don't help or defends idiocy, 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 like take the guns first, is falling victim to the regime disarmament agenda and is one of their useful idiots. So that was too much. Every FUD and moderate that tells you blah, blah, blah is falling victim to the regime's disarmament agenda and is one of their useful idiots. Okay. Here they are spelling it out for you. And then it says the Connecticut Mirror, nonprofit journalism. Somebody, Steven Singer, from just the other day. Let's talk about repealing the Second Amendment. 
we need to counterbalance gun extremists with forceful, strong positions at the other end of the political spectrum. A campaign to repeal the Second Amendment is our best option. What are we using what initially seemed like radical positions to make other proposals appear more moderate is well established communications tactic to reframe public policy debates. This practice of attempting to expand or move the range of what we are considered or what are considered mainstream policy positions has come to be known as shifting the Overton window. Wow. So there you go. I guess I guess I get what they're talking about, but they definitely are spelling it out for you. They're like, here's what the Overton window is, and here's here's what we want to do with. It. So I'll click on this little arrow. One tenant of the Overton window concept is that elected officials generally seek to stay within that range of conventional positions. Currently, the idea of a Second Amendment that negates most gun laws is so ingrained political leaders committed to reducing gun violence are forced to uniformly state that they're not talking about introducing on this or intruding on this basic right, that they are not seeking to take away your guns. They fear being seen as being too radical and to give away too much ground, leaving the center of the debate too far to the right. This leaves it as the guns this leaves this leaves it to the gun safety movement. To teachers and students and every one of us concerned about the 35,000 Americans killed by gun violence, which are suicides, to get to that number, because it would be 3,000 if it was handguns, and it would be 300 if it was rifles, but 33,000 of those, 3,500 are, or excuse me, yeah, 33, 31 something thousand of those are suicide. People that intentionally used a handgun more likely to kill themselves. Americans killed by gun violence so far this year to take up a call to repeal the Second Amendment. It is up to gun safety advocates to be bolder and more aggressive to provide the air cover for like-minded people in the legislative trenches to move more incremental but currently controversial measures forward. We might not get repeal for decades, if ever, but the effort itself would broaden the range of possibility and there would be victories along the way. Regardless of its success or failure, such a campaign would help a new energy, help add new energy to efforts to reduce gun violence, empower more moderate elements of the movement, and over time make more room for compromise on a much better terms. Fewer police will be outgunned and some people considering gun violence against themselves or others will be stymied or delayed until they get the help they need. The debate itself is the first step to saving countless lives, because you can't count zero. So let's get started. Say it out loud. Repeal the Second Amendment. Say it again. Say it everywhere. So that's pretty crazy. You would think that that would be difficult to post, but I'm sure it's been posted a long time. We talk about it in chats all the time on the other side. Let's get rid of the NFA. And then people go, oh, no, come on. You can't say that. Blah, blah, blah. So as soon as you start saying repeal the NFA, or excuse me, repeal the Second Amendment, I'm assuming on the other side you're going to get people like, well, but no, nah, that's too far. So I'm sure they're going to get the same kind of weird feedback. So the question is, you know, why are they putting that out on the 12th of December of 2022? You know, because 
they're really trying to create this or they want to distract from maybe the other stuff we've been talking about that we're not talking about the other political stuff that's out there it's up to you to decide you can think that they're strategically bad dipshit or that you know they're just good at manipulation and they how know how to frame distractions so that they can do sleight of hand bullshit they're manipulators i think smeggy started using saying that today i'm gonna start using that more often these are people that manipulate. So if you're going to take them at face value, understanding you're playing into the game of manipulator who is you're taking at face value. It's a manipulator. You don't take them at face value. All right. So next we get SHOT Show. Hotel rates start increasing this week. If you're planning on attending the annual SHOT Show in Las Vegas, we've got some news to make your trip even better. We've contracted rooms at discounted rates to accommodate a wide range of tastes and travel budgets. They're selling fast, so book your rooms and get the best deals. Officially, uh, blah, 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 beware scams. Rates at the will increase after December 12th and prior to blah, blah, blah. Book now via the link on our blah, blah, blah. That's about, but anyway, they're saying that the hotel rates are going up in Vegas. I guess that's a no-brainer, but good that they're letting people know. Let's see. So then this one's from Gun Policy again, Firearms Policy Coalition. Contact your rep now and demand a vote now on any budget that includes funding for the ATF pistol brace rule. That's interesting. Has anybody heard about this concept? says you can't have an ATF pistol brace rule if Congress doesn't fund it. So that's interesting. And I like, like, like this. Not just like it, but I like, like it. This is super cool. And I have not seen enough challenges to the funding of the bullshit infringements. Come on, why aren't we doing this more often? Again, national level leadership. How come it's got to be... What even is this? Some dumbass old meme? Or is this from what's his face's TV show? I don't even know. But I don't even remember where this one came from. But it's certainly not new. And I don't think it's changed anybody's mind. It barely, I barely caught it, but I dig it. Um, 2008 hours ago. So this one just came in. But anyway, I think that's a great point. We need to be, as a group, more aware of the financing of all this stuff. I guess this will be the last one, probably. Maybe there's another one. And that's uh, Mike Sedini posting with uh, Gun Culture 2.0 guy, uh, Professor Yamane. All right. And then I guess this might not still be the last one. But anyway, this one is from Pets for Vets. It says, we're proud to have earned this rating, which means you can trust us and support us with confidence. And this is, uh, they've earned a four-star rating from Charity Navigator. Which I guess means it's like a, a third party trust and evaluation or trust and no, trust evaluator. So right on. Something that I've assumed was they were cool because they do good stuff on a regular basis. But uh, I really like their feed. They're funny. They uh, don't bug you for anything other than to have a good day and remember that, uh, you know, there's ways you can make other people's lives better. And every once in a while they talk about how they're doing it. So awesome. And maybe this is the last one because this is the one that we posted together earlier. And this is for the 
second oh this is for i didn't maybe even mention it before but this is for the rally here in arizona our second amendment rally happens in february each year and uh riders usa is a motorcycle club that puts on that rally they do it in conjunction usually uh, with gun freedom radio and arizona firearms auctions right good pot of gold and uh couldn't be better people better organization better event it's awesome it grows every year people have a lot of fun and uh, learn a lot of stuff we bring a lot of people and people kind of meet each other and hang out it's somewhere between like a party and a picnic i guess there is food and stuff it's not like predominantly food i guess it would be better if it was at some kind of a range or something but being at the like uh, the uh the state capital yeah it's pretty cool uh, it's four hours long from 10 a.m to 2 p.m and that'll be again february 18th of next year which is perfect timing because i'm working on a calendar project and uh, that's almost finished it'll probably hopefully i don't know if it'll be finished tonight but it'll be finished soon so thanks everybody for uh joining us tonight as we dig through instagram if it would have taken a lot less time i'd have probably chatted about some other 2a stuff but because we were able to catch a whole bunch of different aspects of 2A this way. Uh, I dug into it a little bit tonight. So um, if you were sticking with us the whole time, so feel free to chat out there before I shut it down. Otherwise, uh, there were a bunch of people joining us tonight, either fell asleep with the thing on or listening to the various stuff. My goal is, again, to share 2A, and in this case, on a platform that's predominantly image-based and predominantly um let's just put out a brochure you know here's a little insight very little instruction manual very little at least from what i follow very little um little pamphlets or booklets it's more like little brochures or not more like little cards like postcards so most of the stuff is just pictures maybe a quick little message i know people use instagram different ways but the people i follow tend to you know kind of just do that now, it's also people that typically are doing it for Instagram and not just posting their YouTube videos. Like lately, let's go to my Instagram. My Instagram is pretty lame lately because I'm not doing anything on it except posting YouTube stuff. Very few people are going to Instagram to get a link to YouTube stuff. Well, maybe I'm not doing it every post, but I do it fairly often. If you go to some normal person's Instagram account, it's going to just be pictures or whatever they're taking pictures of. Or posts about things that they're interested in posting about so this channel is you know doing what it's doing because i'm not really paying attention to it as much but our goal is to take you know take it to pay attention to some of those other channels and be doing good stuff all right well nobody's saying anything so again dj's throwing some links out there thanks for that dj did you see some of the guitars and stuff that sold at pot of gold today let's go to pot of gold auctions and narrow cast this to dj so if we went in here and acted like we were buying stuff but we're going to buy it at a past auction an auction that's already happened maybe the one that happened today and then we dug into the no no that's not today what's going on what's happening here december 5th december 6th December 13th, what's today? Okay, so this one is this one. 
All right, so if I scroll down here, this was the auction that happened earlier today. We went live and looked at this over on the gear channel. Okay, so I'm not going to go through and look at it this way. I'm going to go up to the top and I'm going to sort it by musical instruments, guitar. Are you ready for this? I don't know if DJ's still out there. He might have to sit down because he's going to wet his pants. Oh, snap, what happened to the other ones? So let me go back to musical instruments and string. Oh, come on. Are you serious? What's going on? Uh, antiques and collectibles. Musical, music. No. There was some banjos. Oh, what is this? What? A Seth Tomic electric metronome went for $15. Oh, I thought this was something else. So let's go to... All right, I might have to go right back to the whole thing. If it's not under guitar. All right, I guess I have to go through the whole thing. I don't know why it's not cultural art. No. Music. No, oh, makes no sense. All right, I'm going back to me. All right, and so there was a couple of regular guitars. But then there was also, they were left-handed guitars for one thing. So I don't know what's up with that. Um, eventually, we're going to get to one of the ones I'm talking about, though. Potentially. Eventually. Specifically, this is an opium pipe. A vintage carved. It says wooden, but I think it was both, uh, what do you call it? bamboo. Opium pipe. There we go. What is this? $100. This went for $100. What is this? You ever seen such a thing? Let's see if he's still out there. The Backpacker Guitar. Manufactured by C.F. Martin. Made in Mexico. Mexico. Manufactured under license from Macau. Something industry instruments. So somehow they made 11, 115,000 of these things. Let's help with that. So there was that, that happened. And then that, that was the weirdest one, I think. Man, what, what category was that under, I guess? Is it Tony? And it came with a factory Martin gig bag. I guess he's not out there. So it was too much for him. Or maybe he's seen it and he fell over. Is that like a $10,000 guitar and it went for 100 bucks and he fell over? Hopefully he didn't hurt himself. There's some other ones though. So then there's that one that went for 450 bucks. There's more. That was the weird one. It looks like a broom, though. I think it looks like a broom. They call it a backpacker one. Then we go up a ways, up a little bit more, and then come on, up even more. 
and even more, a little bit more, and then some more. Oh, that was funny. Then there's this goofy one, $55. A Washburn Rover R10. Look at how goofy that thing is. And it's a left-handed Washburn Rover R010. Made in China. So maybe it's not worth nothing. But it looks interesting to me, and it's weird. It's real left-handed. So then, we'll go up a little bit. There's another one. There's another, a third weird-looking guitar for left-handed. Is this it? Hondo Deluxe Left-Handed. This is the other one. This one looks kind of like a weird bass. Now, if this is a backwards bass, I'd be all about the backwards bass. Actually, I know somebody who would have totally bought this. 80 bucks. So I don't know what's up with that. There was another weird one on the thing. Because that was like, what is this, an ore? And it's like, no, it's a guitar. Whatever. But it was a guitar. Maybe I'm crazy and maybe there was just the two weird ones. I thought there was a third weird one. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking again, I'm looking again, I'm looking and I'm looking more. Look at all these knives that sold for 75 bucks. It was a crazy auction. A bunch of people just lost money, and then a bunch of people didn't go there and make a bunch of money. Is that the one? Then maybe it was laying down and I'm looking for the wrong side of the picture. Is it that one? It could have been that one. Maybe I was looking at this one because it went for $35 and it was uh, Seagull. Uh, made in Canada. And made in Canada. I guess they're allowed to make musical instruments up there. And uh, entry level guitar with a company with a great reputation. $35. So is that just some kid's guitar, I guess? Again, for the left-handed. So, I don't know. Evidently, they succumbed to being left-handed, and they passed, and then all their goods and their products went out to the rest of the world. Ned's left-handed Emporium probably had too many of those things and didn't want to let them be returned, so they had to go to auction. I don't know. Maybe I just was concerned why there was so many left-handed guitars and there was only the two weird ones there's the other weird one what about this backpacker for some reason this thing i feel like it's worth more than a hundred bucks even though there's a hundred thousand of them And then I'll see if I find the third one since we're already scrolling. I guess it was just those two. So those were the two guitars that I was wondering about. All right. Well, I know I'm definitely getting tired because I keep yawning more than I'm talking. So, uh, 
Hopefully everybody had a good evening. Uh, a lot of good stuff happening today. Thanks again to G23. Taking his, his uh, channel. Let's say this was his channel. He was flying around. And then he just went. Bam. Smashed his channel into the ground by running an eight-hour chat to follow the live feed of the hearings for the Oregon, whatever it's called, 114. So thanks to uh, G23 for posting that. Uh, and I was mentioning it at the end of his chat or barbecues or somebody's that, you know, there's been a couple of people that are in the, in the list who have gone live and, and sent stuff out there for the people to follow the actual live, what's going on with commentary. And I think that really provides a good service for the future for people that want to actually get an, an archive or understand what really happened with a little bit of nuance with the people that are paying attention to it all. So, uh, I think it was a Martin, yeah. So that's a real thing. And it says, if anything, any, if it is anything south of 150 is good. Oh, okay, so it wasn't like a massive deal on a $10,000 guitar, it was $100. I thought maybe it's like a $20,000 guitar or something. Thanks to G23 for putting the work in and letting everybody see, you know, what happened in Oregon. There's going to be a lot of summaries of it and a lot of contemplation and G23 gave us all a chance to uh, experience it instead of having the radio on. You know, that's what I did. Instead of having the radio on or just listen to uh, YouTube videos or something while I was working on stuff, uh, getting things shipped and whatever. Um, yeah, I was listening to what was happening in Oregon. So, and like I say, whenever they would go on break or take a pause, then Smeggy would jump in and they actually had some commentary and talked about some of the comments and stuff. So again, thanks for archiving the current so that the future understands the past. That sounds like it should be a shirt or some kind of a tagline. Thanks for documenting the current so that the future can remember our past. Wait, it isn't our past. So our future can remember their past. See, we just figured it out. Copyright, trademark, whatever. I'm gonna have that tattooed on this dog so that nobody can steal it from me. They can steal it from that dog. They can steal the dog, but they can't steal it. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at gearwebsites.com. So let us know what you think. We'll be watching the comments wherever you find the video over on GunStreamer.com or on GunTube.org. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourages you to take a CCW class every year.
practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com.